Countout provides a wide variety of bonus content that is right at your fingertips. On the Countout Patreon, our podcasts are creating bonus content exclusively for you, their listener. For only $5 a month, you can watch instant reactions to major shows, watch-alongs, early access to main feed podcasts, some fun goof and gag audio, plus shows from some of the podcasters' outside interests. It's the best way to experience all that the Countout Network has to offer. So head on down to patreon.com slash countout to take part in some of the best and most fun content wrestling has to offer. Again, that is patreon.com slash countout. You're listening to a Countout Podcast. everybody and welcome to ring post radio the only show uh that talks about wrestling around the world coast to coast on ring post radio i'm your host ryan Knightsey, and with me as always is the man the myth the legend scotty edwards scotty how you doing on this fine sunday morn i uh i forgot what we were going to talk about last night so i was like oh shit i need to watch something and i was like oh wait a minute the whole conversation was that we didn't have to watch things this week it's next week where i'll be in trouble it's next uh, week where we have to watch everything <laughs> yeah that should be fun but uh, i'm here as you can see hello and uh i'm looking forward to uh another week should be fun we have a fun little uh little gimmick for this show so i'm uh, it's hard for me not to be excited it wouldn't be ring post radio if we don't didn't have some sort of gimmick uh every week it's <laughs> every something single week. every week <laughs> always something new uh well we appreciate everyone for joining us live uh on youtube or twitter that is watching us um if you have any questions or comments throughout the show leave them in the comment section we'll uh address it or ignore it, I guess. Uh, either way, we have a big time show to get to. We have topics literally from like pretty much every promotion that we cover. I think, um, yeah, I think almost every single promotion that we cover. I think every um, promotion that we cover has a fucking big show in the next week. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. So uh, I thought uh, I don't know. I did. I didn't know which story for us to kind of kick off with which thing wwe didn't know what story to finish that helps <laughs> uh yeah i didn't know where to like what topic to get mm. to first so i thought that the best route for us to do yeah. that of course yeah. Yeah. was was if we had some sort of like randomizer some sort of thing that can really get us there I don't have a name for it, Scotty, but this is what it is. Scotty, do you have a name for this? Wheel of Topics! This is a family feud song. <laughs> I, also, I also couldn't find it in the beginning. I know. I know. I, 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 couldn't I, find it. I was like... I was like, wait, because originally he just said feud, and I was looking for that. And, was, and then he changed it to family feud. <laughs> so long. This like, show 
is chaos, not like the New Japan faction. This show is chaos like everything else. And we're happy to be here. Look at the wheel. Look how many topics we got. These are just these are, not just topics. These are promotions that have their own certain number of topics within it. So uh, I guess we'll uh, start with spinning the wheel. Oh, spin that wheel! Oh, there is a sound coming from it, emanating from it. Uh, apparently, since, since that's why I muted it. There uh, we go. Oh, 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 oh! New Japan. We're gonna start off with New Japan. Uh, so there we go. Anyone folks. watching this show or listening to the show must be so confused. There <laughs> is an actual wheel. I just want you to know that. <laughs> yeah, if you're only listening to the show, know that there is an actual wheel that we are spinning. And <laughs> I love this show. <laughs> so this is exactly what, like, there's like sport caster energy that like every podcast like wrestling podcast kaiser bring and i attempt to not bring any of that energy <laughs> during post radio my whole energy i'm trying to bring is what do i think is fun because i think that would be funny to do on the show and currently this week it's a wheel of topics but we're starting starting off with new japan and the only real big topic uh, to discuss with New Japan right now is that next week they have two big-time shows in Sapporo, uh, night one and night two, Friday, February 23rd, and Saturday, February 24th. And obviously, as- Friday messed what's that? me all up. It being on a Friday has messed me all up. I had no idea it was on a Friday till when uh, Chris Charlton said it on yeah. one of the Fantastic Amazing. I was like, come again? Friday? I- I fully thought it was Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's. The I mean, it worked out better for us. Yeah, that really Ultimately, helps us a lot. But um, and obviously, also right now they have the Fantastic Mania going. Uh, I'm all caught up except for this morning because it just happened this morning. I haven't watched it yet, but apparently it was really good. Apparently, uh, Sobrano Junior and Templario had a great match. Um, this is match. my surprise face. He's not surprised, folks. Um, do you, before we get to the Sapporo stuff, thoughts on Fantastic Mania so far? we fine. Yeah. Mystico's I, I, hurt, so obviously I'm sad. You're hurt. <laughs> if yeah. Hurt, yeah. Hurt. When Mystico's hurt, I'm hurt. He has a bum leg. I have a bum leg. It's just, you know, it's the way of the road. Uh, But it's been fine. I think Stuka Jr. has been one of the MVPs of the tour, uh, which is exciting because he's fighting Dorada in the main event of the final night. And if you ask me what who I cared most about going into this, it would be Dorada. So that's looking good for him. Uh, I thought, I, I don't I don't know if you feel this way. Atlantis Jr. in like the few matches I've seen him in has looked fantastic. And I was like, where the hell has this been, buddy? He's been, he's always been really good in New Japan. It's just in like CMLL, he just gets quiet and they don't really do much. They haven't really done anything with him in 2023 in a weird way. Did they, did they announce the... The, the big show this week. Are we talking about that when we get to the CML topic? Uh-huh. <laughs> I won't say uh-huh. a word. Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, it's been fine, but it's the Korkins that we're here for, ultimately, on this tour. Yeah, uh, the Korkins, obviously, today, today had Valdor Romero, uh, Sobran Jr. versus Templario, Teton yeah. versus Leonte Jr. is just a match I was interested in. I've been Leonte watching- Jr. is nice. I don't want to hear anyone tell me otherwise. He, yeah, he is not 
up to par yet, but he might get there. He He's does some to... crazy shit, and listen, mm-hmm. that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed which match was it? Actually, it was a Brilliante Jr. match. Brilliante Jr. and Soberano versus Doki and Templario on night five. Yeah, I really enjoyed that match. There was something weird about you know that. I didn't do that. The... What's that? You know who did good in that? Brilliante Jr. He did. He did have a good night. The night before, where he had net was against uh, Kamatachi and Naito, wasn't that good? Yeah, but, see, uh, I don't blame him for that. Uh, Kamatachi stinks. Don't like it. I haven't enjoyed the Kamatachi ness of the tour. Uh, I'll be honest. I, I've not gotten into it. And I don't know. I watched one Kamatachi match, and it was that one. I was like, I'm good. I think I've enjoyed his theme music more than his wrestling this tour. Do you do you remember the uh, SpongeBob episode? Yes. We're on one. We're on one today, folks. I think we need. <laughs> I I think if if we what were smart about? enough, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, if we were smart enough before the show, we should have had w- one of us dub the Ring Plus Radio theme music, uh, like like Kamatachi. <laughs> oh that- my god! <laughs> I'm gonna do that. <laughs> that would be very good. Uh, but oh yeah, Fanta- I don't know. Fantastic Mania so far for me hasn't lived up to last year's, but yeah. there has been good stuff. Uh, but based on what I'm seeing, it looks like the Corican Hall show this morning, and I imagine the Corican Hall both show, sold out. By the way, both sold out. Yeah, I imagine we'll both be very good. We got Atlantis uh, Junior versus Atrocero tomorrow too. I'm excited for that, baby. Mystico versus Ultimo Guerrero. Uh, if Mystico's leg can work, it'll be good. Mm-hmm. And then Stuka Jr. versus Dorado is the main event. Yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a match of, match of the tour. Uh, but of course, uh, this weekend, like we said, also new beginning in Sapporo. Two big time shows here. Gotta say, uh, I was looking over the lineups of both of these shows, and I walked away thinking, this I, oh. "Well, actually, no." On night one, I might night watch one. the whole show just night because was, I uh, newsworthy. I don't want to yeah. say it's great because uh, Mayu and Mina can only carry so much of the load. Uh, but Eugene Nagata versus Zach? Yeah, randomly? so night one, obviously there's a Frontier Zone match. Eh, who cares? Get out of here. Uh, a lot but, of title know, matches. First match, opening match, Eugene Nagata versus Zach Sabre Jr. in a special singles. Um, sure. I'll take it. Second who's match. The, who says no? <laughs> second match. Bolton Oleg, Rusuke Taguchi, Togi Makabe versus Yoshinobu Kanemaru, Yujiro Takahashi, and Ren Arita. That's uh, the one that this, said. That's the one that got Ryan to say, yeah, I'm watching this whole show. I think that's the one I'm least interested in, but it was like only one match that I was like not really interested in. So I was like, uh, I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll watch it then. You're excited for fake United Empire. No, I get you. I haven't, I haven't seen Bolton Oleg in a while. So let's 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 I do like see Bolton Oleg. The match is going to be sub 10 minutes, so why not? Um, third match, Yo, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kazuchika Okada uh, versus Cal Newman, Francisco Kira, Hanare, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb. Of course, this is Okada's, I believe, second to last match uh, in New Japan before he leaves to somewhere. Um, so, uh, oh, elite. Oh, oh, elite. 
Ideally, yes. It seems like it's going to be that the that's the case. So um, I just want to say about this uh, nasty way to send out Okada. By the way, the one oh, two yeah. punch of a dead United Empire, crazy. And the and the next day they he's, replaced he's Calvin win too. with he's Matt Riddle. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a nasty stuff is happening in the United Empire right now. Oof. Uh... Uh, fourth match, uh, LIJ, Bushi, Hiromu, Yodasuji, Shingo, Naito taking on just five guys, Takamichi, Noku, Doki, Yuya, Yamura, Taichi, and Sonata. Uh, never this seen is that sort match of, before. Never seen, yeah, it was like the entire Road 2 show uh, lineup. Uh, but at least it's like the last setup for Night 2, so there's at least something there. It was the uh, entire Road 2 to Wrestle Kingdom. We have mm-hmm. then proceeded to do it again. It's is it drawing? I'm not sure, uh, but they're doing it. <laughs> they're doing it over and over again. What matters uh, is that CMLL drew because yes. they sold out Corkin twice, and that's all that I care about. And then we get into the latter half of the card with five title matches kicking off first yeah. with Mayu before, before you go through them all, sure. Just quick glance. How many of them do you actually think are going to be good? Um, <laughs> one. <laughs> second one second one's a taught is, is like a, not a 50 50 coin flip but maybe like 60 yeah. 30 uh-huh uh uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. that's not good uh-huh i think that one's gonna the fourth one is gonna be good uh-huh maybe and it's the not- last one the last one's gonna be great. We can all agree. Yeah, yeah. You damn right. It's gonna be great. These five matches, of course, just five matches, if you will. IWGP Women's Title Match: Mayu Itani defending against Mina Shirakawa. Um, we'll break down and sort of talk about these, these sort of previews real quickly. Um, uh, yeah, this is sort of where uh, <laughs> Stardom's now popping up more and more on these New Japan shows, and Gato's will, baby. And then Mina, well, and the former uh, owner, uh, well, I guess not former owner, but... uh, No, 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 (laughs) no, 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 I will not hear it, no. (laughs) What do we have to know about this match going into it? I know over the weekend at Stardom's Cork and Hall shows as well. um, Um, Yeah, they've been uh, building this match up, so uh, part of the Stardom switch up so far has been doing a lot of prelim tags for big title matches, and uh, Mina... So they had a Corkin on Wednesday, and Mina actually was able to pin Mayu Iwatani, which obviously a big deal. Now, if I include the part where it was an elimination match and it was Micah and Mina versus Mayu, is it as impressive? Maybe not, but it's impressive nonetheless for Mina Shirakawa. Um, so I think this match is going to be great, and I think it's very smart to put Mina on one of these shows because I think she's someone that a lot of people become fans of, and I think she has a real shot of becoming uh, Western fans' most favorite wrestler with Julia on her way out. Yeah, uh, we saw that uh, maybe a little bit starting to take place. You know, they used Mina a lot for some uh, New Japan shows in America uh, when they had Joshi Talon on the shows. They used Mina. Um before so I, I think that there's an idea of using mina to americanize talent and obviously the iwgp women's championship is part of that uh part of that mission statement um is there any shot of mina beating mayu 
I, I think the only shot of Mina does, beating does Mayu. Mina have a movie? Great point. No. <laughs> great point. And well, why, why is this title on Mayu? Because she has a movie. Great point. When's that why, uh, movie? When's that movie coming out? By the way, uh, May seventeenth. Okay, so she's Pick probably on she's at least now. at least holding the title until like June. Yeah, I would think so, and then she could drop it. But uh, I think it's gonna be great. I think this is gonna do re- a lot for Mina. Like, there's gonna be people that watch Mina do her thing, and they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, she's the greatest." Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. telling you that now. Like, that is gonna happen because not not everyone has seen Mina, and Mina's like. Mina's one of a kind. I'll give her that. I know a lot of people love Mina, and there's a reason for that. And I again, I think she is the smartest choice for this match um, just because I think she is someone that will not only deliver, but help make fans, if that makes sense. Um, and I think she's kind of part of the vision that this new stardom will go towards because a lot of – I've been under the impression that a lot of this new stardom is going to lean on the Cosmic Angels crew, whether old or new, kind of like LIJ is being leaned on now with New Japan, um, just because they're the most popular. So it makes sense. And Mina's part of that. So it should be a good match. And I'm looking forward to it. Happy to see them uh, back on the card. Um, I think they will outperform multiple matches on this show. (laughs) I I think they have a good shot. I think... The problem with time. that, it, it's going to be the classic like stardom wrestlers on the New Japan card problem of their match times is going to be sub 10 minutes. And I'd they, like to think they get more than 10 because Starlight Kid and Ruaka did two days ago. Well, I they got they had, 12. They got 12? I thought it was eight. Um, well, that's fine. Then there we go. Either way, they got for history of stardom matches in this. In this company, it could be argued that they got way too long comparably. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> compared you know, to Kyrie, what? Kyrie and Tam, but yeah. yeah, uh, it was 12 minutes and 26 seconds. All right, all right, yeah, it was longer than up. every single match that's on the show. Every match on the show, that's pretty good. That's crazy. Well, that's it, good. I, I would say it would be pretty good if like. It was a match where the wrestlers were for sure going to deliver, but you know, Starlight Kid did good. Yeah, yeah, I would say Starlight Kid did well. Um, next match was the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. El Desperado using his second defense here against Show. Um, this came about with Show basically attacking Master Watto, uh, which was kind of aligned with Despi. Uh, taking his mask, uh, and then when he was like, "Oh, I don't want to challenge," and Despi was like, "No," and then now they're now they're fighting. So that's the mat. That's the build. <laughs> that's the build is basically a revenge match, I guess. Uh, to to not revenge, but to um, what's that word? To seek seek justice for Master Watto and get his mask back. Back. So I fully think this is gonna be a Despi win. I don't think. There's Did you see the rule that they added? No, it's I not officially not. added, but I guess the gimmick between Show and Desperado, and while New Japan hasn't said yes, so it probably won't matter. Uh, right. But Joe Great. said that he will join Strong Style if he loses. Oh yes, I remember that. I remember seeing that 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 he said that he has to if he loses. I think it was he goes Despy back to being real it. Show. Yes, I think I think Despy was the one that originally pitched that. Yeah, idea. which um, 
I just want to point out, um, I was shocked to learn Strong Style existed still. Me too. <laughs> I saw I saw Starlight Kid talking about joining uh, Strong Style. I said Strong Style still exists. I think um, it's just Desperado. It is. <laughs> Suzuki doesn't wrestle in New Japan anymore. Pretty much. And uh, who was the other guy? Ren Narita? Yeah, he's out. He's in House of Torture. Oh, he is? I had no idea. Next up, never open weight <laughs> title match. Shota Umino versus Evil. Evil doing his first defense here against Shota Umino. Uh, this is just sort of a kind of a runoff match from the Tamatanga uh, Evil match where Evil won the title. Um, so uh, Evil. Shota Umino kind of getting back. Evil. Why are you doing the actual voice when we have a soundbite for that? I know. Um, oh. So yeah, this is just a kind of Shota Umino getting, uh, you know, kind of revenge again for Tamatanga and trying to beat Evil. Do you think there's this any shot of Shota Umino getting the win here? No, no. and that's yeah. the problem. Why do I Why hear don't... myself all of a sudden? I don't know. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, I don't like that Shota has to do this. I think like we were building him momentum and I understand he has to do this match because he beat Ren Narita, but man, I just, I just want my guy to succeed, but the new Japan Cup's coming. So it's okay. Um, they'll be quick to get over. I'm sure he loses here because I don't think he needs to never, I don't think that's where he should be going right now. I forgot about the new Japan Cup around the corner and putting this all in light of like that as well. I wouldn't be surprised if we get like an evil defense here, successful defense here, and then they pair up at some point in the New Japan Cup, and then Shota beats Evil. That's a great shout. That's a great shout. And then that would obviously build to another title match or whatever. Or no, that's Shota, okay. You know, no, that's okay. Or Shota ultimately wins, and nothing matters. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't. I don't think he's going to win the cup, but I do think him, him, Suji, and Uemura all need to go very far. I I hopefully agree. No, I, we haven't gotten. Well, you any, should just agree. I mean, I you, agree. You, you don't have to hopefully agree. You can agree and well, you know, also, they, be, also be hopeful <laughs> that it happens. Um, exactly. I, we haven't gotten the Japan Cup stuff yet. I imagine. Well, by the way, I imagine we might get it this show. I think this <gasps> we'll is the first the, show. We'll get to put the bracket on the on the screen when we yeah. fill out. I want to say this is the last New Japan big show before yeah, anniversary, like the day before. But so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it'll definitely be before the anniversary show then. Then it might be then. Yeah, we might get the New Japan Cup brackets after this show. Probably not night one, but probably. Hey, uh, semi-main event, New Japan World TV title match. Hiroshi Tanahashi defends his title against Matt Riddle. Uh, we saw this come about at New Year Dash, and Matt Riddle made his announcement for coming to the company, uh, challenging Tanahashi. So this is Matt Riddle's, I believe, debut match in New Japan. No, well, I guess technically uh, Battle in the Valley was, but uh, New Japan, Japan proper. I think Matt Riddle wins. I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. You know what New Japan loves? You know what New Japan loves? Booking foreign wrestlers to win titles. They love it. They love it so much. And I think Matt Riddle is going to be around New Japan for a while. I don't think he's going to uh, be like a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that he is going to take the belt here. And uh, I'm not loving it. I think I would agree. And, and, and I'm unsure about it, but based on the night two 10-man tag we already mentioned before about he Riddle. the leader of United Empire. Yeah, if, right. he, if they're slotting him to be that leader of United Empire, then a win here, winning the title, would be a very good way to jump up the card and to uh, take that role and make more sense, make more logical sense. Stinks, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you almost have United, but in that sense, I guess you almost have to. Ha- I don't know. It feels like you have to have United Empire turn heel in this this process, but I don't know. I uh, against Tanahashi, you know, what I mean, he, it has to be like he's not going to be a heel though. I know, I know, or at least not like a New Japan type heel. He's not even a heel in MLW. Well, he only showed up. Well, I guess twice. He's <laughs> on. He was on some show to call out New Japan Pro Wrestling. I saw on some poster, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I think yeah, that show was last night in MLW. Oh, uh, fun, fact, fun fact: Jacob Fatu lost in the match against Mads Kruger, and then was taken out in a body bag. Nice. So he's leaving. Oh yeah, he's he's officially. He should he should be in the New Japan Cup. Ooh. Well, I get. I would love that, but it's all dependent on whatever's happening. Yeah, we don't know <laughs> legal issues. But yeah, I think I think if it's if it comes down to real being the new leader of the United Empire, then him winning here makes sense. I don't like it. I don't want it, but uh, it's totally plausible. I think. I think I think we'll get the answers po- like during the match or ultimately. This, this you know, feels post- like another Tanahashi run where it's simply to get the belt on someone else. Totally plausible. Totally plausible as well. I, uh, the reason that the reasons I don't want it to happen is because Hechicero has challenged Tanahashi for the belt, and I want to see that match. See, for uh, me, it was because it's Matt Riddle. Yeah, but I get it. I get it. Um, main event IWGP Global Heavyweight Title match: Nick Nemeth making his New Japan debut, uh, challenging David Finley uh, in his first defense of the Global Heavyweight Title. No- yeah. Click the wrong button. Uh- <laughs> Um, I am excited. Okay, listen, I have watched Nick Nemeth and TNA, their TV matches, so I don't really judge them. And they're also TV matches against the Rascals. So, again, I'm not really judging them. This is the one, right? He's he's been able to wrestle at least before this. So now he can go into this match, and this is where he's got to put on a show. I know, I know I'm saying a lot. This is against David Finley. Now listen to me, folks. David Finley is not a bad wrestler. He is not incapable of having good matches. We know this. Ryan's match of the year has David Finley in it. Am I going to give David Finley most of that credit? No, but he's in it. Me neither. To be but fair. he's in it and he won it. So he did something good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's impossible. And I think, I think David Finley is going to be very determined to make this title matter because he is the first champion. And I think Nick Nemeth is very determined to make himself prove everything. And I want Nick Nemeth to stick around. I don't want this to be a one-off against David freaking Finley and then he's never to be seen again. Dream scenario would be within the New Japan Cup. I'm not going to get my hopes up for that. But it could always happen. You can pre-record things for TNA and it won't matter, right? Um He's not even on the pay-per-view next weekend, obviously. So they no. clearly work with him. Um, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that this works. 
I think David Finley will win, obviously, because it's the yeah. first defense. Mm-hmm. But man, when he hits that zigzag and I'm on the edge of my seat, it's going to be worth it because this is the most wanted man. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see the most wanted man in New Japan. Oh, uh, I believe there was an online uh, fervor to try to change the name from zigzag to knickknack. Uh, and I believe <laughs> it, it has a name and I forget what it is, but it's not, not either of those. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Nick Nick Nemeth here in New Japan, big time spot. He's main eventing a show. Uh, that is a big time slot for him. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. I think David Finley is ultimately walking away with the winner, um, but it has to be in a way. I wouldn't be surprised if the War Dogs get involved. It has to be in a way where you kind of save Nick Nemeth a little bit so that he can continue a feud here. Um, so yeah, I imagine it's going to be some sort of shenanigans that allows David Finley to get the win. I feel attacked. How so? You usually say the war dogs are going to get involved. Uh, well, I mean, I think I think it's fair to say that. The, well, I mean, are they on this? Are they do have are the war dogs showing up at all this weekend? Well, Gabe's hurt. Gabe's hurt. We know that. Um, let's see. Gato. <laughs> Gato has a match. I don't the think there's day. any war dogs. Are there? Uh, I think Gato's the only guy. I think the I dogs really are off. Him. I don't really count him as a war dog. I prefer the wolf dogs personally. Mm-hmm. Because it's Bron Breaker and Baron Corbin. For some reason, I prefer that over the War Dogs. Crazy how this has worked. <laughs> it is crazy that we're at a point in the world where we would like to see Baron Corbin more. Um, <laughs> that's 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 never been said before. That's but uh, yeah, uh, David Finley probably going to win that title. He retain that title. Uh, next night, uh, New Beginnings Support Night Two, Saturday, February twenty fourth. Uh, Frontier Zone match to open up the show, but with the first match, uh, five on five match, Bolton Oleg, Yo, Togi Makabeo, Desperado, Shoto Umino versus Yoshikanamaru, Takahashi, Renarita, Show, and Evil. So just a nice little 10 man tag of nonsense there. Another 10 man tags. This is, uh, I believe, Okada's final match of New Japan. Yeah, it is. Uh, Kazuchika Okada, Tanahashi, Ishii, Goto, Yoshihashi. That's a big time. Uh, tag team trios tag team match here, uh, versus United Empire, Akira Hanare, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and Matt Riddle. Um, so of course, like we said, this is his last Okada's last New Japan match for the time being, for seemingly however long. Uh, and it's gonna be this 10 man tag. Uh, so uh, I, I will ask any thoughts about this 10 man tag before we uh move on to the rest of the card. It's a important spot with uh, Okada's career with uh, in regards to New Japan. It's very uh I'm going to watch it because it's his last match, but uh I'm kind of upset about it. I'm not going to lie to you, Ryan. Kind of upset about it. They are could you, have done anything. I was going to say, are you upset because uh it's just a normal 10-man tag or are you upset that it's just like you know, were you were you hoping? Were you one of those people that were hoping for the singles, him losing to Yoda Suji or whatever? I you know, never what? expected that. So sure, obviously. Well, what are you? What are you upset about specifically? I think I'm just upset about like it being this humongous tag. I would have liked like Dream Team against Bishamon or something because I just think that would have been more fitting of a goodbye because there's a lot of history there between him and those three. Or you know something. Something more meaningful, 
is my like I listen, I'm not someone that said he was gonna go and lose to someone on his way up. That just wasn't happening. Um, but I do think that something more meaningful for a guy that was the face of your company for the past decade plus would have been more fitting than instead of just giving him a match that involves Matt Riddle. So that's just kind of where I'm at. I get I get it's a tough scenario. Mm-hmm here for all parties but again this is a guy that would still be there if yeah certain things went right and it's on the company itself and not him that that happened yeah i mean i the only meaning that is really in this match is that it is him teeing up with chaos and his greatest rival in tanahashi right that's that's the meaning it's against united empire a team that uh, is probably losing, I'm going to have to imagine, um, here. Uh, so that's fine by me. Um, the, there's not really, you know, I like that's the other thing. It's like, is the expectation that Okada is losing his last match? I think when I when I look back and think about how this Okada last moments kind of shaped up, you know, I, I think of Nakamura leaving New Japan and I'm, have that match pulled up. Nakamura's last match in New Japan, Road to New Beginning Night 2 is what that was. A Road 2 show, January 30th in Corican Hall. Uh, Okada, Nakamura, and Tomohiro Ishii defeat Tanahashi, Shibata, and Goto. That's all it was. Um, I would not say that Nakamura was... Me. What's that? I mean, look at that team you faced, though. Goto, Tanahashi, and Shibata? Yeah, like, that's a ton of history there. Sure. Um, He's fighting the United Empire and Matt Riddle. Yeah, and it is... Uh, that's my main problem. Yeah, Nakamura's history there is he's got the three musketeers of Shibata and Tanahashi there as well. Uh, and also Goto. <laughs> Goto yeah. is there as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I get that there's history here. I mean... There's history really on Okada's side, really, yeah. uh, that much. I mean, he has history for Night Empire, but it would make more sense if it was Osprey versus Matt Riddle, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I think a little bit more sense. So it, I get it. Um, Question for of, you. It's a little disappointing, but I, I think I'm ultimately fine. This is probably a screwed up game, but I'm going to play it anyways. Sure. Um, Shall we play the family feed music? If this so, is a game? No, no, no. So we assume that Meltzer – no, Meltzer. We assume that Riddle is – Assume he sticks around, right, in New Japan proper. Sure. Well, yeah, I think that's a fair assumption at this point. Yeah. How many five-star matches will it take for Matt Riddle to get before Tony Khan considers signing him? <sighs> or cage know. match eight pluses. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I hope. Don't I hope it takes a million so that it never happens. The only person I've seen really pushing for Matt Riddle to be signed to AEW is Dave Meltzer. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen any other person kind of push for that idea, and we've seen it in the. Oh, I take that back. I was going to say we've seen in the past like AEW's aversion with people with baggage, but then I quickly remembered that they brought in Brian. They were attempting to bring in Brian Kendrick. Um, um, um they they signed Ric Flair. No, oh, yeah, I forgot they also signed Ric Flair. Well, <laughs> remember his workaround? I didn't sign Ric Flair. I he's giving me money for his sponsorship deal. Uh, you know, this is the, I didn't sign Ric Flair. Um, yeah, well, he, well, I guess he hasn't shown up in a while now that I think about it, but um, 
Yeah, but the woo energy is always on my screen, and that's bad mm-hmm. enough. I agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah, I, I think if if anything, I think what AEW would do first is bring in Riddle via New Japan, like have yeah. Riddle show up in Forbidden Door. Like, I don't um, see him not being on that show. At Forbidden Door? I think, it's, yeah. I think, you're, I think that's fair. I think be one of their top stars by then. Especially, look, if we're pitching the idea of him beating Tanahashi, then, uh, you know, New Japan World TV title holder, you might want him to pop up. Yeah, yeah. I'm not thinking Tony signs him ever, but uh, you never know a year or two down the road. Yeah, we don't know what would change between now and then. Uh, Third match, I know you're hyped for this. A non-title, El Fantasmo and Hikaleo uh, against G.O.D., Tamatonga, and Tangaloa. That's right. They're still here. <laughs> why? Why is why is he still here? I thought he left. <laughs> I, thought, I, I keep forgetting that he's still here. He, I'm trying to recall the specific details, but if I recall correctly, he wasn't leaving. It was like his last match. He was leaving by, before the end of the month in January, I believe. But then he was it had that like that match with evil and and i think i recall them saying of like oh no he's actually going to be brown till like february or march or something i don't know man but all i know is that tamatanga is still here still hasn't gotten a phone call from anybody and tanga low is like okay i'll i guess i'm still here too and they're facing god 2.0 so here's the question for you this guy's never leaving <laughs> That's all I know. I'm not watching this, obviously, because I have standard. Um, but let me ask you, do you think this will be better than the tag title match from last week? Yes. Yeah, okay. I did too, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> and Tango doesn't even wrestle anymore. No, it, it is uh it is uh I, I it, there's no way it would be worse than the Kenta Chase Owens match. That match was slow and boring and stuff. And Tamatanga at least can still go, you know? Yeah. I mean, Tonga Loa can't, uh, but at least Tamatanga can still go. So there's. Oh, man. This is going to be a great gift of Tonga Loa doing the punch thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a- that's actually why Okada left. He saw that. He took that. Because he like, had to sell that. And he was like, are you kidding me? Fourth I'm, fourth I'm match on the show uh, that 100% I'm excited for, and I know you are as well. David Finley and Gato versus Ruski Taguchi and Nick Nemeth. Fuck. <laughs> Nick Nemeth is what I'm trying to say here. Tag match. Special tag match. Dolph Ziggler and Taguchi on the same team, folks. Am I going to watch it? Yep. <laughs> That's the tag match to watch, baby. Am I going to watch it for Nick Nemeth? Yep. Uh, it's probably going to be terrible. <laughs> I don't care. I'm expecting it to be terrible. That's why I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, that's great. Taguchi? <laughs> why is he here? <laughs> it's just, it's stupid enough that makes me interested. Um, and then we have a, uh, a LIJ versus Just Five Guys series match, basically. Uh, Bushi going versus- against. Shit. Congo. Shit. <laughs> Congo. That the, uh, the last year, remember? Oh, you're oh you're right, you're right. Um look at us now. Can we just can we just take a step back and think about how much has happened since that series? 
Sonata went on to leave the faction and become a world champion. Correct. Katsuhiko Nakajima is the most messy but interesting wrestler in Japan in another company that he's not signed to as their champion. Mm-hmm. Kano is still a nerd. <laughs> Naito's world champion. Manabu wow. Soy is good now. Mm-hmm. Also um, left. Well, the faction Congo uh, dissolved completely. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's a pretty big one. Um, and Yoda Suji's here, and he wasn't there last year, so we're, it's better. And uh, Yuya Yomura, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah, was, well, he was in just five guys, bro. He has nothing yeah. to do with Congo. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Are you trying to tell me Yuya Yomura should be in Congo? It's something. It's something that he would do that is interesting. Anyways, uh, Bushi versus Takamichi Noko is one match. Hiromu versus Doki. Shingo versus Taichi. Yeah. That's a pretty, pretty good one. That's a tasty match. A match I'm very interested in. Yoda Suji versus Yui Yomura repeating from the Wrestle Kingdom match, but this time, hair versus hair. Hashtag my main event. This is very interesting to me. Will Yoda Suji get his win back from Yui Yomura and shave Yui Yomura bald? Or will you more beat him yet again and cut off the luscious locks of Yoda? Suji? Of Yoda Suji bald is actually terrifying. I will hate that. I think I think you uh, should lose his hair because he looks better with shorter hair. I agree. The long hair, Yuya's look needs work. Yoda Suji, he's perfect. He's a perfect man that accumulates. Oh, Here we go again. Per- perfect hair. He should be sponsored. By some sort of shampoo con- and conditioner company. No, he should be sponsored by Okada's Burger Company. That's what he should be sponsored by. If you shave Yoda Suji's head, then we will never be able to be able to have Yoda Tuji back because Yoda Tuji, of course, will keep those luscious locks. Unlike his and brother. more importantly, and more importantly, Ryan won't be able to get gene blasted anymore. No, my genes will be forever <laughs> non-blasted if I if this happens, folks. Uh, and uh, oh man, that's where I'm at right now. Um, I don't know. I, do is there any inkling of who it is? I have no idea. The hair versus hair throws me off. I so. think Suji wins, I think as well. And I think Suji has a very strong New Japan Cup as a result. Um, I think Yuya does too. Again, if, if it was a perfect world, which it won't be, my final four would be Zach and the, the three that aren't Ren Narita. Yuya Mora, Suji, and uh, Shota Umino. Shooter. Yeah, that would be. I think shooters, shooters easily in this final four. I think has to be those two. I feel like those one of those will not be it. I, if I mean. yeah, Ren Rita, I'm kicked. The, I'm 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 full. Not him. Him. not him. Not him. I'm not counting him. He's he's not part of the. He he got kicked out of the uh, the Rewa fellas. It's now Yuya. He's replacing him. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Ren, but you lost you lost your job. Uh, I think. It's it's very good. it's gonna be very interesting, right? Because like, there's a real chance the one that gets shaved bald here goes further, and uh, I think that's interesting. There's also a thought here: is like one that gets shaved bald. Are they gonna also show up at some point against each other in the New Japan Cup? All of the all mm. these last four matches. Well, maybe not last four, but at least the last two. Do not do Naito and not. I will fight someone. I do not need to see it for a third time. I like the first one. I'm sure I'll be fine with the second. I do not need a third. Um, I had a pitch for you. Sure. 
New Japan Cup. You know what they should do? This isn't a pitch. This is just an idea that I really need to happen. You know what they should do? They should put they should put Big Suge versus Shingo. That's what they should do. <laughs> oh, baby. Oh, man. Let's talk about speed and intensity. Ryan will be running around his room. <laughs> I would I would be I would I would look at my new Japan card bracket and just figure out how do we get to that match. <laughs> the shirt would be off. He would be losing <laughs> his mind. He'd be like, oh baby, here we go. I could just imagine it now. And personally, I would probably do the same. So <laughs> it'd be a great match. It's a dream match for me right now. Um, and then the main event here, IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match, Naito versus Sonata. Uh, sort of a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom uh, on the other foot. Will Naito defend against Sonata or Sonata get the title back? Swerve of the year. They just gave Naito the title to do the roll call, and they actually want it still on Sonata. (laughs) I don't think there's a 0% chance that's plausible. I think it's like like 10% maybe, but I think, I don't know. I, I I don't think you're out to lunch with that idea. I, I don't prefer think if I am out to lunch with that. I'll I mean, be yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, I agree. Well, hold on. Yes, I fully agree. Because now that I think about it, we would then have Sonata versus John Moxley at Windy City Riot. <laughs> well, no, that's not a title match. They've never it's announced not? a title match. It's just Naito versus Moxley. Because as Chris Charlton said, we can't guarantee a title match until Naito has the belt still. Oh, okay. So assuming Naito wins here, then it's a title match. It's going to be a title match. But I'm, I, my main point was they're not going to, you know, in kayfabe switch it to Sonata. Yeah. Um, okay. Then Naito uh, gets the win here. Uh, is Evil involved? Are we going, doing that stuff again here? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Probably not. No, I think um, you just have a clean match. I mean, Evil. Yeah, because Evil. Evil didn't come until post match anyways. He's not. He's he's disappeared in the first match because I presume Evil would probably be one of the next challengers after Naito. Oh man, does Evil win the New Japan Cup <laughs> again? They're gonna run back exactly the same thing that happened a couple of years ago. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Man. Wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> this company's cooked. If that happened. <laughs> I think I think th- I immediately put evil on my top four then <laughs> to win the New Japan Cup. Exact <sighs> evil. Huh. You want to get that wheel back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's the last topic we have for New Japan. So let's go back to the Scotty Wheel of Promotions. It's not wheel of promotions. What is it? Wheel of topics? That's what it is. Wheel of uh, topics. Well, there's no promotions. So, (laughs) here we go. New topic. Here we go, baby. I'm going to call it something different every time. Here we go, baby. Ooh, landing on AEW, a topic that uh, no one ever talks about. Um, That's true. Who, who, who ever talks about that promotion? They don't. They don't get enough. They barely get any press. Um, AW has a lot of different news items here. Um, uh, really, just two news items that I have from AW. Now that I look at it. Money. 
I don't think we have any updates about Monday now. No, we don't. No. Uh, I guess one is that there was the update about it looks like Kazushika Kata is going to New Japan. Um, we got that, I believe, last week. It's not uh, a pretty big deal. I say Okada going to New Japan, Okada going to AEW. Uh, that's probably happening. Um, but there were two new uh, kind of signings uh, for AEW. Well, technically three, I guess. They probably already signed Queen Almanada, but she's official. Uh, but they also brought back QT Marshall, returning to AEW in an executive role. Of course, back in November. <laughs> if you recall, back in November... Marshall left the company saying that quote, the company had changed a lot since 2019 and is heading into a different direction. I feel that it's the best. I do the same as we only get one chance to go all in that chance. Never panned out for old QT Marshall. I believe the only booking I saw him have was a triple a match where he teamed up with Marty scroll. Uh, so that's where he went. <laughs> that's where that's what he's been doing. Uh, but it looks like, uh, and also in November, <laughs> Dave Meltzer noted that Marshall was looking to focus on his in-ring career and, quote, wants to be a wrestling star. Well, he's back in AEW as an executive. Um, I don't believe his wrestling. He is free to wrestle other promotions except for WWE as part of this new deal. But otherwise, yeah, he is uh, back in AEW. Uh, it, I, I believe I saw Fightful Report also stating that he had to sort of have his ego checked a little bit of the, oh, the company's changing and I don't like it. And then he come back. And it's like, all right. Okay. That's okay. That's I'm fine. Sorry. I'm sorry. So Jeez, yeah, buddy. Marshall's back. Whether or not he wrestles in AEW, who knows, but he, at the very least he's an executive. Now. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. Thoughts on QT Marshall back in AEW. <sighs> I what, don't what, was the, what was the reason he was leaving? Was it because uh, he was getting more? I thought I, I feel like there was confusion about the this. New Japan thing. Remember, he was like, "It's too much like New Japan in storytelling. It's just matches, and no story, or something mm-hmm. like that." But I thought there was confusion about that quote. I feel like nah, was... we're just gonna run with it. Let's just run with it. Okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Uh, um, we we only exchange facts here. Um, just like uh, Falador Jr.'s son at 10 years old joining the New Japan Dojo. Um, but he digress- digresses, folks. <laughs> uh, I, I had to. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Um, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, oh, uh, with QT Marshall. Uh, you know, sometimes it's nice to eat shit, you know? And he's eating a lot of it right now. And uh, I guess the nightmare family isn't that close of a family. <laughs> I like the idea that uh, Cody was like, Hey, you want to like bring in my guy? He's probably like, no. <laughs> Triple H was like, not really. <laughs> QT Marshall. He's a really good guy. Who? <laughs> Who? You know, QT uh, Marshall, if like Nick Aldis wasn't around or whatever, I feel like QT Marshall could have been like a good GM yeah, but here's role. The thing. Nick Aldis is like 10 times better than QT Marshall. At promos? For sure. In the ring? Pretty close to each other. <laughs> uh, but on promos? Not not really close. I, I'm like, I've seen some of the Nick Aldis GM stuff, for example, and I think he does great in that role. Like, it's it. he's very good in the authority figure role which i can't say for a lot of people um qt marshall on the other hand if i ever see qtv again i'm coming for him i think that's fair 
I'm not not at all interested in uh, seeing QTTV ever again on my screen. Um, other stuff that announced uh, AEW in the past week, uh, two matches that AEW announced that I'm extremely excited about. Uh, and I think you probably share the same sentiment, Scotty. Hey, uh, words in my mouth. I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. So AEW Revolution, Will Ospreay versus Kanosuke Takeshita was officially. Oh, oh yeah. I need the Larry David. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. I need that. That's my next button. Um, yeah, no, that's uh remember what I said a few weeks ago on this show? I think Revolution is gonna be AEW's greatest pay-per-view ever. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty freaking good about that take. <laughs> it's it's getting stronger and stronger as the weeks go on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also officially announced, not one of the two matches I was going to say, but one of the uh, also officially announced is the tag team title match, probably the main event tornado tag match, the Jacksons Young Bucks versus Darby Allen and Sting. Um, but the other match that I, I, I'm excited about that was announced was uh, Brian Danielson versus uh, Jun Ak- Akiyama on Collision next week. So just want to mention what, what a psychotic match to book. Like this, this is how I imagine bookings going these days for Collision. Ryan Danielson has, has has a list, right? He says, Tony, I'm doing all these, whether you Big like tone. it or not. So Big tone. And that's exactly what's happening. He has got Yuji Nagata. He's got Hechicero. He's got Junakiyama. Who's next? He just had Yuji Nagata pop in for half a spell. I, I, I said Yuji Nagata. I, I was looking at something. Sorry. Uh, I said Yuji Nagata, Hechicero, and now Junakiyama in a row. Mm-hmm. And the CML other cmll crew is a rivalry thing he's getting his blue panther match which we'll get to like mm-hmm. like brian danielson asks for all these things and tony khan has not said no <laughs> which means he's gonna get his osprey match that he wanted which means he's gonna get i don't know what else this guy wants i, I, I don't know what else he wants i don't know hornswoggle popping up against danielson a bear he's fighting eddie on pay-per-view again which is yeah. incredible obviously like i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know who else he wants but he's getting them all at what yeah at what point is he actually fighting a bear i mean that's got to happen at some point right um i won't rule it out I'm not gonna. I'm not ruling it out, folks. Uh, another addition to the behind-the-scenes roles of AEW is Rocky Romero, according to Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer. Reported that Rocky Romero is now working in AEW's front office. He also works for New Japan behind the scenes, along with uh, I don't actually know. No, no, take that back. Uh, he's not working with CMLL, but he's certainly helping uh, bring together the CML AEW relationship and kind of helping that whole thing the forbidden door himself uh rocky romero uh part now of the back office of aew before we get to the whole like kind of drama i guess behind that i think no matter what having rocky romero in your in your office is an extremely great thing to have he is as we saw in the past year or so done great stuff for all these connective companies uh he's been the connective tissue for every company under the sun basically um he so he has great connections that's a valuable person to have uh uh good friends with kazuchika okada <laughs> good friends of kazuchika okada good friends of a lot of cmll guys good friends yada 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 but he's he has a lot of great connections both uh in the wrestling ring and also um uh in the back office of various companies so th- th- 
for from that perspective, from an AEW perspective, he's a no-brainer. If he wants to wants to work in that back office, I'm signing the guy no matter what. Now there's there's some drama about Rocky Romero being signed. And Scotty, do you want to get into the a little bit of that drama? Not really. Because <laughs> I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So he some people have issue with Rocky Romero getting signed here because, of course. Yeah, I think in conjunction with him being signed and him working at AEW all kind of kind of on you know on and off for the past several months and helping that new Japan Forbidden Door relationship grow and AEW CMLL relationship to grow and you know what words has even has he even working and getting people to move from company to company is is he one of the reasons Okada left New Japan and goes to AEW? Is you know the drama about oh oh maybe he was a uh what was the word used now I guess it wasn't technically used but a the sort of the uh mole that was working uh within AEW uh, working within New Japan working within CMLL and and bringing all these people to AEW secretly uh and that was his entire plan sounds something similar that someone else once said I don't know. Uh, but Scotty, what do you think? Do you, do you think these people have a leg to stand on, or do you think this is all just hearsay? There isn't much evidence to back it up. What do you think about the Rocky Romero drama? I have a funny answer, and I got a normal answer. Which one do we prefer? <laughs> I mean, give me, give me, hit me with both. I Are you telling me he's a double agent? I'm not saying anything. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that. Ah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Hmm. I mean, he didn't. He didn't ruin the Japan economy. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> that's true. Now, um, I, and ultimately, like, I am in agreement. Like, he's a better fit to the AEW front office because it feels like the way to work with all these relationships easier, rather than like if he feels like the point man now for them to balance all those. And I think that's going to do them a lot of good. Um. But I mean, I had to make my joke, especially yeah. after certain tweets two weeks ago. Yeah, Sir Tony Khan. He's a great. I think. I think a point man is a great point, man. Um, that <laughs> he, if you're, if you want to talk and work of New Japan, you work through Rocky Romero. If you want to work of CMLL, you work through Rocky Romero. Tony Khan doesn't really have to focus on. New Japan or CMLL because he has Rocky Romero to basically that be his role. Bingo. Right. He, he is the sort of international promotion relationship guy. Uh, and that's kind of what he already was. And now he has a more formal role. That's basically all I, how I'm reading into this. Yeah. Yeah. It's a uh, makes, it makes all the sense if he's willing to do it, which he clearly is. He doesn't wrestle like a ton. Mm-hmm. So I think he likes doing the behind the scenes stuff and he makes a lot of things work for these companies. He's made a lot of things work for AEW. So it's a benefit for not only the fans, but AEW itself. So I think it's a good move. Uh, Mass fan and 84 in the chat brings up. I thought they were about to get into Conan being fed up with AEW CMLL. Oh, I was going to save that for CMLL, but I guess we could talk about it in the AEW section. <sighs> Uh, yeah, we can just do it now. Yeah, yeah, it kind of fits in the AEW stuff. Uh, so I, I, allegedly, some source of Dave Meltzer that works 
potentially some source from AAA. Gary likes to DM a little bit. Uh, that has uses also specific language that shows up in the source uh, quotes. Um, was sort of upset about this whole CMLL AEW partnership. Uh, I don't have the story right in front of me, but that was basically the gist of it, is that everyone believes Conan is all upset about, up in arms about uh, AEW and CMLL working together. But meanwhile, Conan is the guy that uh, uh, sucks, <laughs> I guess to put it lightly. I want to pull up, uh, I think the best way to get my thoughts on it is Rob Viper, who is a big uh lucha follower gave a really good thread about his thoughts on the whole conan aspect of this um so i'll i'll jesus christ he tweets so much uh he tweets so much um but yeah there's a lot of different aspects to it i don't know it's it's conan i don't give a crap about conan to be honest uh triple a is arguably nothing right now uh an extremely boring company where no one is even watching it not even the main events anymore um i don't know do you have any thoughts on all this conan stuff as i try to find this tweet thread oh yes i do have some thoughts ryan thank you so much for asking uh i went on the show a few months ago and said this was before the cmll stuff came to be and i said triple a is not worth it to not work with cmll they're not worth it. They aren't. And I feel more than correct these days. Because you know what? You know what, Ryan? Listen, I understand. The people love Vikingo. Yes? You love Vikingo. Yes? Correct. He isn't worth giving up an entire potential relationship with CML for. He is not. And that is my ultimate opinion of this. And I definitely feel that way more after these comments um cmll and their involvement in aw has already added so much excitement so much spice so much pizzazz immediately uh, yeah like everything they do you're locked in and they've made new fans quickly by doing this it's a best of both worlds scenario having cml wrestlers on uh, on AEW makes it more interesting for me and it makes it more exciting for the CML crew who are going to bring eyes to their product as we are seeing and we will get to when we get to the CMLL section it's all working this relationship couldn't be better for both sides so far now if Masquerade Dorado signed away from CML we might have a fight uh, that Which I will, I don't think is out of the equation down the line. Five years from now, I think the five side. years from now, sure. Uh, but that's different. After a while, like wrestlers do leave the CML and AAA, so like that's fine. Just don't do it anytime soon, please. He's learning, he's getting better. I do not want him leaving. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like Conan and AAA, Triple A, goodbye. Bye. I, don't. Uh, I found the treat thread from Rob Viper. He says, quote, the AWCML AAA bit in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter fascinates me solely because of the usage of the word, quote, disrespectful, straight from Conan's vernacular. And this is where the port where everyone sort of started believing it was Conan. Uh, at that point, you might as well just open source the comment if it's going to be that transparent. He says, tell me this. Was it disrespectful when AAA hid the fact that we were not only in bed with WWE, but also knowingly booked FTR, own loan from supposed partner company AEW, 
to lose to a WWE contracted wrestler in Dragon Lee. Um, at the last Impact taping I attended, I spent the latter half chatting with Taurus, who was booked but not given a match for either day. Not for the not the first or second time that happened. Um, anyone know that what match Laredo Kid is booked for next weekend at TNA No Surrender? Surely Conan wouldn't allow his talent to be quote disrespected and brought in just to work explosion tapings. He then concludes the statement saying, "Just see this for what it is, though. Conan is very upset at the political lay of the land right now, mainly his non-involvement. So he's trying to cause drama." And that's kind of where I'm at with all the the thoughts on Conan and everything is that it's ultimately bullshit drama with Conan. It's always bullshit drama with Conan. So unless AAA starts making better wrestling products, then uh, I, I don't care. I, I, I see his see Conan being brought up and I immediately lose interest because it's, you know, it's, you know, it, it doesn't matter what he's saying. Because what he's doing is unimportant and uninteresting. Um, so why give him any more uh, uh, breath, I guess? Do you see a full rock on me? Uh, yeah. It the doesn't Conan, matter what you say. It doesn't matter what you're saying. You, you got to listen. And all these Conan crybabies. Uh... Oh, <laughs> okay. There's definitely no such thing as that. <laughs> Anyways, let's get in the wheel, baby. <laughs> let's get that music going. Yeah. That's not the music. And we're landing on All Japan. Going over to Japan this time and talking some All Japan. We're really all around the globe here today, huh? We're globe trotting, folks. We're My fair part is we're running back and forth each time. I think that's great. That's pretty much the idea. Uh, all Japan... Uh, they have two. Well, they have, I think they actually have technically four big time shows. Well, I don't two big, big shows, four shows, four shows, two of them big, and they're being potentially sued. Uh, but uh, let's That's talk about the shows real quickly. Uh, uh, on t- February 20th, they have an all Japan show. Um, oh god, this is in J- Japanese. I need it translated. Uh, I got you. <laughs> what if it's not translating for me? I can't read any of this. I got you. I I have it because I have the actual like people on the card, so I know it. Um, all right. So, uh, the reason Shuji Ishikawa is gone from this company, they'll have an actress girls match ahead of the actual show, uh, to get things going because for some reason that was worth losing Shuji Ishikawa for. Um, the first match on the show and the most one of the more important matches on the show. Ryan is the singles match between Hideki Suzuki and Suwama. They have there's been a few stories about this throughout the week that they decided if they're not going to main event, they want to be the first match on the show yes. to get things going. So uh they sound pretty inspired heading into this one. Uh there's two levels of where this match can be. It could be a snooze fest or it could be great. There's no in between. <laughs> with Hideki Suzuki and Kurt Um, I I'm gonna lean towards this being good because they do they have been talking about this for a while now. Like this mm-hmm. is a big match for them. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I don't really give a shit who wins, but uh, in my head, a Suwama versus Katsuhiko Nakajima match excites me. So I kind of want Suwama to win and then challenge. 
Yeah, it's something. Suwama was a, a big star in all Japan a couple, even you know, just a couple years ago. Like, pay some respect to Big Suwama. God, yeah, yeah baby. Especially uh, with Shikawa gone, I think he's uh, a little more important now. I agree. Uh, what else is on this card? We got uh, a bunch of tag here. matches. I'm seeing that don't really have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got J- Jiro, Hikaru Sato, um, Hartley Jackson, and Shitaro Ashino versus Naruki Doi, Hokuto Mori, Asumu. I can't read that. Nishimura and Ren. Nishimura, Ayabe. thank you. And Ren Ayabe. We got Kono and Toshizo versus Ryuki Honda and Yuma Anzai. We got Kento Miyahara and Rising Hayato versus Yuma Aoyagi and Atsuki Aoyagi. Now that's a tasty one. Um, that should be great. That's just a, we like each other and we're just going to have a match. And I'm all for it. Uh, for the Geora TV Championship, it'll be Rio Inoue versus Saigo Tachibana. That's not good. Um, and it'll I, don't be Dan- I, don't, I don't know anything about the Geora TV title. I'm not following anything in El Japan that's with that match. And it'll be Dan Tamora defending the junior heavyweight title against Fuminori Abe. That should be great. Yeah. And in the I main know. event, replacing his brother, it'll be Jun Saito. Challenging for the Triple Crown Championship against the world champion Katsuhiko Nakajima. Now, what's interesting to me about obviously the main event, Nakajima versus Saito, obviously, before it was supposed to be Ray Saito. What's interesting to me about this match is that I'm pretty sure that they were going to be, they were always building towards this match. If you recall at the end of the year show, Nakajima versus Miyahara. Uh, who was, I, I think it was on commentary or at least ringside for that match that they kind of had a, a stare off between each other, between Nakajima yeah. and the other person. That person was June Saito, not Ray, but it was specifically June. And then the match was going to be Ray Saito. And now with Ray gone, I think the, the match has obviously moved up to June. I am unsure, Scotty, and that's not a zero chance. I, I think I'm sub 50%, but I don't know. I think there's a chance June Saito could win this match. You have a lot more belief in him than I do. I, uh, that's what I said. I think it's like 30% maybe, but it is, yeah. it is the fact that they are building it up and they, they specifically shown the two of them uh, looking at each other uh, in that end of the year match, the, building up to this match specifically. There's, it's a totally a possibility. I wouldn't do it because Nakajima is hot right now, but I think it's plausible. Yeah, I, I just think like I, I get where you're coming from. I just think we're at the point where it's like we got to be working back to that Kento match. Otherwise, I, I don't know what the point of all this is, uh, but it it's going to be an interesting one for sure. I, I, I'm interested to see what Saito can do in a singles setting, right? Like I think that's going to be and that's how I felt about Ray Saito being in the match. Doesn't really, I mean, they're both different, but the, it's it's still a challenge either way, and they're both very popular. Um, it's gonna be interesting watching Nakajima essentially cut down the monster. Yeah, and I think that's why this is gonna work. Um, but if you are good with that, I will move forward with the rest of the big week for them here. I do also say Dan Tamora versus Fuminor Abe. Yeah. 
very excited about Abe in this match. Dan Tamora, I I'm not fully in on yet. I'm close, maybe, but I'm not fully in on yet. I think this match will help. I think this match will help significantly to get me over that. Hump. I love Abe. He's he's the guy. So yeah, say. he's real. Good. Um, and the next, next show I believe I had was February 25th. So week. we're gonna cut before that because there's one important match before that. Oh, please to get to the 25th, and that'll be the 23rd, where we decide the challengers for the tag team titles with the Saitos out. Um, that main event will be Suwama and Hideki Suzuki versus Ryuki Honda and Yuma Anzai. And the winners will go to that 25th show to challenge for the belts. Mm-hmm. So against Miyaharo and Ayagi. Yeah, yeah, you're damn right. Um, what are you hoping for? Which team? Um, I think a more an interesting team to me would be Yuma Anzai and Ryuka Honda. Yeah. Uh, that would be a more interesting to me team. Um, I what think you go with? Well, it's a more interesting team, but I think a more interesting match is Suwama and Suzuki because. Well, the Anzai team, I'm looking at this like, oh, Miyahara and Aoyagi are obviously winning. Sure. With a Suwama Suzuki team, I have no idea how that's going to shake out. There is no, I can't, I cannot tell you who is going to win that match at all. I will say this confidently. I think both matches will result in a great match, no matter what, for the time. I I can agree with that. I can agree. Because here's the thing it's Kento and Yuma. They will not let it be anything but a great match. That's just that's that's how lovely those two are as a duo. It's mm-hmm. like I know this is gonna be great. Um, so I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited to see uh who ends up being, but of course, that brings us to that night. Uh, besides the championship match, we'll also have Katsuhiko Nakajima versus Asuki Aoyagi yes, on that show. Let's call that special singles here. Because Atsuki Aoyagi wants to be in the champion carnival this year. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of his test. Can he hang against the unstoppable Triple Crown champion? Uh, he has Triple Crown. Uh, Nakajima has three singles matches this week. Um, besides the title match. He's also fighting Hokuto Mori the day before, or two days before. And he's fighting Rio Inoue the day before this. So he's fighting a lot of the young guys, which I think is pretty cool for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I think this title match, come, or not the title match, I think this is going to be a great opportunity for Atsuki. I think he's very good. I would have lo- loved to see Rising Hayato get this, because Rising Hayato is my guy um, out of the juniors. He's doing the uh, uh, Rising Hayato uh, yeah. pose. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, get to the title match here. It's gonna be a toss-up. I actually think Honda and Anzai would have a shot if they were in this because I do really? think they like them. Um, but it would definitely be more like, okay, it's probably gonna go to Kento and Yuma. I think it's going to Kento and Yuma no matter what. I think Yeah. With the Saitos out. I think you I think they were gonna be the Saitos no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they were running it back, but it's going to be great, and that's what matters. And uh, this this has a chance to be the match of the week. Does, if we're saying, and not to go back to it, but I am, uh, but the idea of, we we both thought that the Saitos were going to lose, right, against Miyahara and... Uh, um, 
Yeah, guess, probably. Does that help my percentage of Saito potentially winning Nakajima? No. Yeah, it doesn't really happen because all Japan they do tag champion and world champion all at the same time. All I think time. Yuma was just that before he dropped. I, yes, he was. <laughs> they do it literally all the time. Kent, I, I just did a, a bunch big like attendance report about like Kenta Miyahara in all Japan, and yeah. he is world champion and tag team champion nonstop basically uh, in the past like however many years it was. Kento, 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 Miyahara. Yeah, he's, he's good. Ah, this should be a fun week, though, for All Japan. So, looking forward to that. In uh, other All Japan news, the Inoki Genki Factory, Genki Factory, published the IGF, basically, published the content of a warning letter sent to All Japan and Katsuhiko Nakajima. This letter uh, is posted by Eastern at Eastern Lariat. Uh, the letter states that if, quote, such performances are repeated in the future, IGF will, quote, seek an injunction and in compensation for damages as a violation of trademark rights and the unfair competition prevention law. Basically, various phrases that All Japan and, I guess, Nakajima have been kind of using as part of Nakajima's gimmick here. Uh, key bullet points of the letter. There wasn't any contact between All Japan, IGF, and the Noki family. IGF and Noki family are, quote, puzzled about AG- All Japan's trademark inquiry for token style, uh, and they will continue to take appropriate measures to deal with any trademark infringement. Hmm. Makes me more interested in Nakajima. Gotta be honest. <laughs> uh, he is. I don't. He's an interesting cat, isn't he? The the not official but metaphorical son of Kensuke Sasaki and Akira Hokuto never fails to entertain me. I will say yeah. that. <laughs> he is one of a kind. This run is incredible. It cannot stop. Right now, it needs to keep going until. Though I, I, I do, I will say this: I would trade, I would trade him being champion in a second if we could avoid the NXT All Japan stuff forever. Uh, <laughs> but I do enjoy what he's doing. So that there's uh, that. Uh, the the also Eastern Lariat also wrote the ending of the letter is very moralizing. Quote: As you know, the founder of All Japan Pro Wrestling is Giant Baba, who along with Inoki created the golden age of pro wrestling. We wonder how Baba is looking at the situation from heaven. And that's how Damn. they ended that letter. That's a, that's a mic drop if I've ever seen one in a legal letter. Jesus Christ. That, that All Japan president does not care. Um, of course not. But get to the wheel. Get to the wheel. I don't think we've heard any more like All Japan NXT nonsense in a while either. So I don't know what's happening no. there. Um, let's get I'll to just that. Assume it's not real anymore. I pray to God that it's not real anymore. Here we go. Let's spin that wheel. Ooh, this is going to be a quick topic here. I wonder if it's stardom. It's stardom. Uh, we're going to talk about stardom real quickly. Like, And we kind of already mentioned it before, but stardom had some shows over the weekend, some big-time shows. Um, kind of the big first shows with no Rossi Ogawa at the helm. Uh, so it's sort of more interesting, if anything, to see what it looks like or how it works or how things run. Um, I, I haven't met, gotten to watch the shows yet, so this would be a quick topic here, Scotty. But how what did you, how do you think the shows were run, and how do you think they were uh, uh, run without Rossi? And what do you think of the big-time tag team, New Blood tag team title match, and the strong women's title match between Natsuka Tora and Julia? Uh, the 
the atmosphere and the vibe around this promotion got better as every show came. Uh, the first show without Rossi was weird, felt very down. Um, the crowd was really good though, so that did help. It's it's still going to take some time to get used to it, but this roster is so talented that they're able to make up for it, obviously in the ring, and and keep things in check in terms of like the booking it's very apparent how different it is in my opinion there's a lot of these prelim build-up tags that we're now having which is fine is fine because we would have them but uh it's a fine thing to lean on but you can't because of how many house shows you do you can't lean on that every single night like new japan does i just don't think it works like that um but overall i do think it's going well um for a company that's now going without their booker right i think i i think stardom's going to be fine um i think again i said this a few weeks ago maybe last week when we did when you asked me a million questions um I the media think, pressure that we had yeah the media pressure i i think there's a reality and a likely reality where both of these promotions thrive in the future. And I think stardom is going to lean on the right people. And I think Rossi is going to be Rossi. And when he has to make new stars, he will. Um, and I think it's all going to work out for the best. And yeah, this uh, weekend had a great live Cork and Hall show. Uh, the vibes were incredible. There was, <laughs> I know people got upset about no commentary, but I don't, Listen, this is maybe a hot take. I don't really like commentary at all for most of the things I watch. Like, if it's not on, I don't have a problem. And maybe that's because I watch so much Japanese wrestling, so it doesn't affect me. Like, if you watch a lot, if you watch exclusively AEW and WWE, then maybe that's why, like, I think people probably get upset. Um, but they didn't have commentary for the show, and the crowd was hot. It wasn't like, once close sold out or anything, uh, they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to work hard to get the attendance back to where it was. Obviously, but um, show was great. The new blood tag was unreal for a match that I had no expectations of that high for. Freaking Chan Yoda, what an animal! Had it, Ryan. You gotta, you gotta listen to me here. She hit a headbutt in this match out of nowhere, right? Mm -hmm. I saw this. I saw this gif. I I made sure to watch this before we. Got, and got she going. freaking and she, she said like the day after she was like, I have no idea what happened after that. And I was like, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chanyota. I don't know how many people know the like who Chanyota is, but I do um, not. She is an adult star. In Japan, Default. film star. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so not like a, a child star, or like an adult star, but a no, 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 no. And she is very like she she is very solid. She's very she like every match I had seen of her because she works for a company called PPP Tokyo, which mm -hmm. don't wrestle like a ton. Uh, she probably has like maybe two matches a month. Yeah. But she had, there's a raw potential there. And this was, she was so good in this match. It was her and Saida just 
running into each other with lariats. And then like the headbutt came and I was just like, this is unbelievable. This is so good. Um, but yeah, she, she did great. She did great. I know you'll be happy about that. Um, as an Ida fan, obviously mm-hmm. Ida was on fire. And then Julia Natsuko, very important. Uh, yes. Julia won. <laughs> uh, they probably had the best match they've had against each other and they were very like lovey-dovey after like Natsuko said thank you for coming to stardom like mm-hmm. I appreciate you it's like she also had some interesting post-match comments as well yeah mistaken. yeah but but my main thing is like okay so we're acknowledging Julia's like leaving but she's still champion <laughs> so I don't know what's happening I don't know when she's gonna lose the belt uh, they have time. I'm guessing her contract ends on March 31st, uh, so they still have time. But uh, boy, oh boy, Ryan, we're running out of it. Not a lot of time left. Not a lot of time left. Uh, well, we talked about it last week is that we're not a lot of time left in Julia, but we know that she's still going to be around post her contract because uh, she's going to work Rossi's show. Yeah, she's I mean, not gonna be around here. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, what what are the odds that they still have Julia as a strong women's champion as she goes to work for Rossi? I think she'd vacate it. So yeah, I think that um, as well. My my guess, my guess. Oh, I don't know. I think I think there's always a chance they can get Vakara in here. I mean, that's a lot of work, but if you just want Vicar to be the one to take the belt, get her, get her over here. Yeah. There's no reason not to. I think I would do that. Um, if not, like I think Tekla is a possibility because Julia would be fine losing to her friend. I think <laughs> no matter what, I think there's a <laughs> the possibility if it's not Vicar that this, t- this title's history continues being three cha- being champions that aren't supposed to have the belt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very funny. Um, kind of a cursed title here, yeah, 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 and it just won't go away. But uh, Julia won, had a very good match, and uh, we will move forward now with uh, whatever's to come. Yeah, I was looking to see if we had any comments because I did the media presser as our clip from last week. Um, uh, at Aircon Blade. Eric and Blade, I'll definitely check out Rossi's new show if it can go back to being like pre 2020 stardom, I'll be happy. Uh, but then they also went on to say that each year I find myself caring less and less about what's going on in stardom. They're just getting worse at building any interest to a match. So something needs to change or time for me to move on. Um, I think I, I think last year was a very tough year as well uh, in that sort of in that sort of world. I so I bought this cork and pay per view. I wasn't going to, but I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. I felt like I my money was more well spent on that show, which was mostly just like prelim tags and stuff, than pretty much almost every show in 2023. Mm-hmm. There, there is a there is a feeling to these wrestlers right now. They're building things like naturally, and that's why I'm okay with the prelim tags because at least it's like an effort to build these matches up, yeah, rather than nothing. So, um, I'll take that. And I I think I don't know. I I try to be the positive guy about all this and I'm going to continue being that. I think this is really gonna work out. I do. 
I agree. I mean, we talk about like, you know, when we kind of talked about the Rossi stuff last week about how, you know, we talked about like, oh, the, the Masawa of it all of like, you know, a big a, a guy that's like the face of stardom. Yeah. Right. Other than like the wrestlers themselves. Like, what does that look like? What does that feel like? Um, and a lot of the companies, you know, when big time stars left, they were fine. You know, they were able to figure stuff out and even not even just big time stars, but like back office guys left. They were, they were mm-hmm. able to figure stuff out. Um, now it might be, uh, an immediate hurt, obviously. And it might be immediate. It could be immediate drop. I think post March will be an immediate drop, maybe in attendance, just of how things might shake out. Um, but I think it's no matter not what, it's not going to be that bad. It's not going to be that that bad, and if anything, you know, I think it's going to be sort of like... I think it's totally a possibility, if that's something Bushi Road wants, in having, hey, you know how we fix this? Let's bring in some outside talent. Let's bring in some more outside talent to bolster stardom while we're building up the new uh, Japanese stars uh, for stardom itself, the people that decided to stay. You know what I mean? Um, kind of like what New Japan's doing of hey, we're still putting over these young guys right now. Let's bolster it the roster with your Moxleys, your Kingstons, your Nemeths, your Riddles. Um, let's bolster the roster right now with a bunch of outside talent to sort of help get us over the hump. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bushi Road decided the same thing for Stardom, which will make Stardom a little bit more interesting because then you get to see a little more of like, hey, what does it look like when um some AEW talent pops up in stardom. It's not going to be the same stardom, but if you want the same stardom, hey, guess what? Rossi's starting a promotion, so that will probably be what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't need that many foreign down here because I think that ruins New Japan. So, and I don't uh, blame you. I don't blame you at all. I think I think foreign talent is there's difficult. Japanese talent to be had that I, I think they'll be point. more. I think they'll be more interested in. Uh, there's someone that made the waves a little bit this week with a certain news story. Mayuki is a very interesting name to follow, I think, in all this. I would not be shocked at all if Stardom said, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, some questions in the chat real quick. Connor Houston, will Julia lose it at Cinderella final? That has to be the spot now. Yeah, that's. I don't know where else <laughs> this race. I don't know unless they do it on like some r- random Cinderella show at a Corkin or something. I think it has to happen there, or she vacates it. Uh, not a question, but a funny comment. She should refuse the job and put the title in the trash bin on the first show of Rossi's new promotion. Yeah, <laughs> she should because I hate that stupid belt. Um. Uh, Wally Weir asked the question. Depends on who and how many talents leave. Yeah, I think like if we talked about this last week, I don't think. 30% I think is a good number for me in my head. I don't think half the roster is leaving immediately. Uh, and if that's the case, I've half the, if half the roster leaves, bringing in two AEW talents will not fix that issue. That's it's not, it's not happening again. I think the more worries is in January next year. It's not now. Yep. I think like very limited numbers leaving. Um. Like, like a handful after yeah. March. It it got over dramatized by a <laughs> lot of people. Not a shock at all. Not like mass exodus, if it if there's a lot of people leaving, which I do think like when it's all said and done, I could see 
I can see a sizable number. 40 to 50% when it's all done. And But you're saying all done being January of next year? Yeah, when everyone's contracts are actually up. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be a lot in March because I think a lot of contracts, just based off of the conversations and like what Fumi Saito has said and Dave has said, I think a lot less contracts are up in March than they will be in like January time because of how Bushiroad works with these wrestling contracts. So um, that's something to look out for. I I think, again, all Rossi needs is like two people. That's all he needs to make this work. And guess what? He's got one. We know for a fact he's got one. And it's a big one. (laughs) So it's like. And we know in January he's probably going to have another big one. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. Here's the thing. It's he gonna to pivot it be, from. He just has to make it between now and January. Basically. It's gonna pivot from Julia to Mayu. Mm-hmm. That's that's good. So he just needs the other one, which he'll have it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Read read the tea leaves, folks. Ask questions. Uh, ask questions. <laughs> don't ask Scotty anything. <laughs> He's sick and tired of it. Ah! Sick and tired of the questions. Um, should we move on? In and the that we go. wheel. Oh, I gotta play the music. Here we go. I want the people to know that, like Scotty, could help me press all these buttons and camera clicks and everything. So I, every time I go to click the Family Feud button, I realize that you're gonna click it. I was like, I don't want to ruin this. So That's I don't. Fair. I also stepped away before we saw the winner. Oh, it's CMLL. That's what we're talking about now. But go on. Um. So I always make sure not to click it because I don't want to like ruin it. I'll click Family Feud next time because it's the last time. It's only fitting that I do it. <laughs> well, no, it's the second to last time because we still got two topics after this. Yeah, but you only you don't have to spin the wheel when there's one topic left. Yeah. Well, I still want to. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. No, it's fine. All right. I assume I, if the program allows me to do that, I, I will. I um cmll uh, we'll obviously get more into this when it gets closer to the said event but cmll announced their show on march what was that date 29th uh march 29th yeah. uh the oh, i don't know how to pronounce this it's in arena mexico it's in arena mexico big time arena mexico show nice. uh well it's technically it's i know it has a special name but i'm just gonna call it super fair yeah, I appreciate that because I cannot, uh, will be able to. Um, there are a lot of interesting matches announced for said show. I'm going to pull up the card uh, as we have it in a moment. But the big reason why I wanted to talk about it here on today's show is because, again, going back to Rob Viper, um, talked about earlier him, he mentioned that uh, the tickets are selling for the show like hotcakes folks i knew you were gonna say that i almost said it too that's crazy look at us look at us who would have thought who'd have thought me cracking open a a, a hot sauce look at us who would have believed we'd be here right now um yeah so uh, the tickets for the show are selling immensely well to put it lightly rob viper on twitter mentioned uh that they're very close to selling out the show and this was two days ago and he says that it would be the first documented time in Arena Mexico history where this has occurred for uh, for them to sell out uh, the show so early like this. Um, I'm pulling up the card here now. Uh, we got, well, 
talk about there's really one reason probably why the show is getting the buzz that it's getting and it's the main event that main event being on cmll versus aew bcc john moxley claudio Castagnoli, brian danielson and wheeler yuda are turning to face mystico volador jr blue panther and ultimo guerrero apparently there was a little bit of confusion about like why blue panther and ultimo guerrero are in this match especially from like the mexico side but blue panther if you know your brian danielson lore uh uh is like one of danielson's favorite wrestlers at least lucha wrestlers of all time uh so this is a hundred percent blue panther being in this match a hundred percent a danielson request blue panther has asked to put on his mask again for the match really i didn't see that part wow really that's great i can't wait for that <laughs> i'm excited about that baby um you that's gonna be real good and everybody this is gonna be like a spiritual moment for me with mystico versus the bcc in arena mexico i can't wait i can't wait now we have to also remember uh, that uh, there is apparently no blood in Arena Mexico, so that will be the downside of this match. But nonetheless, John, uh, John Moxley's going to avoid bleeding on accident, um, really badly. Uh, I think, like, just, just, just think of this though. Think of this with me, right? Mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club beating down everyone, and then the Mystico comeback. <laughs> Uh, the crowd, the cr- Ultimo Grail on the sidelines, going like raising. Oh my god! It's oh, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! You got the listeners know my love for Mystico. This is this this guy is the man, right? Like he is the man, and the fact that he's going to be wrestling these guys in his his arena, mm-hmm. his arena. No one else. It's his arena. He's the one that sells all the tickets for that those shows. Oh my god, it's gonna be magical! And you got Blue Panther in there. You got Ultimo Guerrero in there. Who the hell's the other one in there? Volador Junior. Volador Junior in there. You got you got the big names in there. Yeah, this is gonna be fantastic. It's gonna be nasty. It's gonna be old fashioned. It's gonna be great. And the Mexico crowd, obviously, or, or some whoever's buying these tickets obviously super into this match because just think of when the La Mystica gets hit oh man and that's just one match and that's just one match other matches on this card that are that are interesting to me is you get um aw women talent popping in here willow nightingale teaming up with tessa blanchard uh and la catalina uh i believe i'm not mistaken la catalina was christina cortez in wwe and nxt for several years uh together against um uh stephanie vaquer zuxis and luvia uh so a best out of three best two out of three falls six man tag team match a mask versus mask four-way match uh a minis match here if i'm not mistaken a cmla world light heavyweight title match el babaro cabinario versus averno mexican national light heavyweight title match esfinge versus a jr or as i like to call him uh parada suji uh mexican national tag team title match uh magnus and G. Rugido versus Brilliante Jr. and Neon. Um, so a, a very interesting card here. Of course, this card is March 29th. We'll talk about it as it gets closer because <clears throat> this is a very interesting card to me. I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to watch this entire show. In the past year and a half, Will Nightingale has done New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW, obviously, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, 
TJPW. Yes. And now CMLL. And when I I talk about also, when I talked about before about like AEW talent going to stardom, who is going to be that AEW talent? Yeah. It's going to be probably Willow Nightingale. Yeah. She, uh, she has done everything in her power to get to this level. It's, it's always very cool to see for her. Um, I think she's a good option to go down there. I think, I think that women's match is actually pretty good barring one person, but you know, uh, Lady Frost went back there too. I saw yeah. this week. Yeah, she popped up. I haven't seen that match, but I heard good things about it yet. Yeah, just to again, one it's, barring one person. It's one person who has like the riddle complex where it's like it's they're they're good. They're good at wrestling, but I've no interest really in seeing them. She's you know been what I mean? Kind of meh since I've I seen know, her she, again. I'm in, I think she's still good. She is not, she is no longer great. She used to be great. And now she's just like, oh, okay. She's a shell of her former self for sure. Um, she, I mean, we're saying it like she's Voldemort. Uh, Tessa Blanchard is who we're talking about. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's I am interested about the show for sure. March 29th. Circle your calendar dates, folks, because uh, we'll talk about it obviously, and we'll definitely try to cover it. Because uh, what day is March 29th? Anyways, is that a Friday? It's probably a Friday. And we already talked about the Conan stuff, so that's a good way to get it off. And I think that's all for CMLL. Uh, yes, 29th is March. Uh, 29th is that big time show. Um, so, yeah, it's a Friday. Get into it, folks. I'm excited. Um, spin that wheel. That was. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> can't believe we're ending with tna tna couldn't have less heat to it now if they we could try it's at least there's at least an interesting aspect to cover about it but yeah i, I get i get where you're coming from TNA is dead in the water oh yeah and that's the interesting aspect to talk about but right now we're going to talk about wwe elimination chamber in perth is happening perth australia i should say is happening next weekend as well february 24th in the op- guns up like the rock baby Stadium, baby. Here we go. There it is. Guns up. Uh, get into it, folks. So, uh, yeah, the show so far is four matches, two of which, Five. of course, are Elimination oh, Chamber. Oh, sorry. Matches. There's a Grayson Waller effect. I did not know. My apologies. Oh, yes. We'll get to him. There is a Grayson Waller effect. Um, people complaining already about the four matches, which I do not blame them. Last year had five. Uh, but this year, of Please. course, also has a Grayson Waller effect that will probably be star-studded, I have to imagine. So there's that. Uh, but the matches themselves, let's get to it. Uh, you have for the tag team match for the Undisputed WB Tag Team Championships, Judgment Day, Balor and Priest defending their titles against newly dubbed and the winners of the Undisputed Tag Team Championship Contender Series, not a tournament, cha- uh, Contender Series, the newly dubbed New Catch Republic, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate. The new catch Republic. Real rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this match should be pretty good. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think it's... I'm, no. I'm, right now, I'm sitting at a three. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They're worker. Everybody's working here. I won't I be upset that I watched it, and I think that's fine. That's, you know, that's, like, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, this is all I want. That's probably you know, all I want. Once upon a time, 
could have been great. They're oh, not yeah. In those times anymore. Five years ago. <laughs> Five years ago, this could have been great. I mean, Punishment mm-hmm. Martinez would have been a question mark, but, you know. <laughs> like, why is he in here? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is... What? What the hell are you doing here, buddy? <laughs> you, doing? you don't belong here, Punishment. Uh, um, also, this makes me realize how long Finn Balor has been with WWE. When did he came in for the company? Same can be said for Tyler Bate, to be fair. <laughs> Finn Balor, when did he first come into the company? 2013? Uh, 2014 is when he first 14. came to the company. That's crazy. It's been a decade of Finn Balor. His first match, Tyson Kidd. No, dis- uh, ended in disqualification. Listen, folks, Tyson Kidd was cooking. Oh, I guess actually, technically, his first match was with Hideo Itami against yeah. the Ascension. Actually, you dummy poo poo. Actually, no, I don't think it was the Ascension. Uh, I think the first match was actually uh, Hideo Itami and Finn Balor teaming up against Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. No, 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 uh, televised. Televised, yes, that's what I'm saying. No, the Ascension. I got a fact check. The Ascension was Takeover Revolution, Evolution, our Evolution. That's the first one. Televised. Oh, he was the uh, he was the person, the uh, the 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 demon first time with the Ascension. That's what I got confused. Okay, you're not dummy poo poo. I am. That's my bad. Don't, don't ever call me w, dummy poo-poo ever again. How dare you? Know you? It's coming back. You know it's coming back. Um, Tyler Bate has only been in here since 2017. Only? <laughs> <laughs> Dude's aged like 100 years. My favorite part about it, though, he's only 26. The sad part about it is that Jeff Bugenhagen in the chat wrote, it's been a decade. I don't know who he's referencing, but it could be anybody. I'm going to assume Finn. But... I assume he's talking about Finn, but it really could just be anybody in this company because they've all been, it feels like, at the very least, they've all been in this company for a decade. Is um, there a chance? Never mind. No, all right, moving on. I answered my question. <laughs> moving on, the women's elimination chamber match. Um, of course, this will be for the women's world title. This is uh Rhea Ripley's title uh at WrestleMania 40. Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Straton, and yeah. Are you talking about Finn? Are you talking are you referencing just comment in the chat, Finn? Uh no, Tiffany that Straton. For, yeah, that was for uh, Tiffany Straton. Sorry. My apologies. Tiffany Straton, uh Naomi, and the winner of a battle royal. Um, I don't think uh, I believe the Battle Royal is on Raw. Um, I, and is the only one confirmed as a participant so far. So I still think it's going to be Jade. Yeah, the belief right now is that it's going to be Jade uh, as the winner of the Last Chance Battle Royal. And then it'll probably be Jade in this grouping. I don't think Jade would obviously win. I don't think. Uh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be Becky. Yeah. You've been on the Becky train for months now, and I, that's obviously what they've been building up anyways. I watched the press conference. They did not hide it. <laughs> they did not hide it. No. Um, you know, crazy brain. You put you strap the rocket on Tiffany Stratton, but that's not going to happen. So it should be it, it could it could be Becky. Becky and Rhea is huge for the women's side of things. So. It's the biggest match they can obviously do. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of women's world championship match, uh, Your likely main event. Hold on, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. I really don't want this to be true. Tiffany's the only one in this match that hasn't been in the company for a decade currently. Huh. Is that true? Well, I guess it depends if if, if Jade's in it. Then no. Liv Morgan oh. been in the company for a decade. <laughs> Dude, Liv Morgan's been in this company for ever. Oh. Liv Morgan has been in this company since 2015. So you're yeah. telling me that Miss Dadio has been in this company since 2014? That is what is being said. Uh God. Uh women's world title match, probably your main event. <laughs> main event in any part of the world. Rhea Ripley, Nia Jax, women's world championship. You know, in some broken brain world, this could be like oddly good. But I do not live in that world, <laughs> so uh, I know what Nia Jax is, and it's not a good wrestler. So she had uh, a good match against Becky at the start of the year. So I was told. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Of was it good? Uh, what did I give it? I think. I yeah, of course, you watch it. You don't watch Raw. I've been getting into not getting into watching Raw, but I've been trying to force myself to watch watch more WWE matches. Correct. You'll love to hear then tomorrow is Gunther versus main event Jey Uso. I probably will watch that as soon as you should. As you should. Respect. Respect Gunther. I am at the end of the day, team eat. Uh, I went uh, three and three quarter stars on Nia Jax versus Becky Lynch. I, I will give you this. While that segment was absurd, mm-hmm. like every time you bring it back up, it gets me. So, that's that's the ultimate payoff. Of so ultimately, long term storytelling has worked in your favor. Yeah, baby. Um, I don't know. Rhea Ripley's retaining the title. Who cares? Yeah, Rhea wins. <laughs> I would be. I mean, it's her home. I don't know if it's her home hometown for per se. Uh, where is she I from? Don't think she's from. She's Perth. from Adelaide. I don't know where the, anywhere that is close to Perth. I'm not Trent. Let us know. He's not listening. He's probably sleeping. But Trent. You're from Australia. Let me know. Yeah, it's eleven, basically eleven at night. <laughs> Here's something great. Here's something great. Is it the main event of the show? Rhea Ripley versus Nijax? No. Um, Trent, like obviously, WWE's going to Australia, and Trent is going to Japan when it's there. And I just think it's very funny that he's like, "I need to get away from them." <laughs> They're finally coming to you. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Get me the hell out of here. Uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Elimination Chamber number one contenders match as well. This should uh, be good. For huh? The Seth Rollins challenge. Uh, they couldn't find anybody to uh, challenge Seth Rollins, so here we got six. Uh, we put six guys together. Furia, Seth Rollins. It's going to be McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul. Um, I think it's fair to say that Owens, Logan Paul are going to spin out into their own match for the U.S. title. Um so really, realistically speaking, what if it's LA Knight and Logan Paul? I mean, I would be into that. I just don't think the Owens Paul story is over. Multi-man uh, match, perfect. That's typically how they solve things. They could be totally plausibly right, um, but at the very least, uh, the only other people they think are plausible here are Rollins versus McIntyre, Orton, Lashley, or Knight. It's 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 Drew. Yeah, it's got to be Drew, right? Drew Drew prayed for CM Punk to get hurt. It's only right that he now gets his title match. It only makes sense. Cry me a river. Um, 
It should be good, though. I mean, Elimination Chamber of all those guys. I mean, what makes a good Elimination Chamber match? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know anymore. A good high um, spot off of a pod, breaking through a pod, maybe. Crazy that Logan Paul is our high spot, high spot man. Oh, my God. Logan Paul. Kevin can, Owens is, too. Kevin Owens can do that spot, too. Oh, maybe Kevin Owens does a, a swanton off the pod onto Logan Paul. Oh, fuck. That sounds painful. Sounds real um, bad. Uh, I think Bobby probably throw like destroys someone into a pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't, this should be good. They they put top talent in it, and yeah. that's appreciated. They didn't put like you don't work there anymore. Um, there's no real scrubs in this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They should put Sami Zayn in this match though, because he would have been a great underdog to lose to McIntyre in the end. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Instead, they're going to do probably like LA Knight yeah. as that underdog. Or Randy. Hey, Randy. Just for reference, the last time people are complaining about the four-match card, and I said last Elimination Chamber was five matches. Would you like to take a guess of how many matches were at Super Showdown, the first ever time they ran a show in Australia? Seven. Uh, back in 2018. Uh, no, they ran... 10 matches. So if you're in Australia, uh, obviously that one was in Melbourne. So if you went from Melbourne to Perth. There's no way that show is better than this one. Oh, that one, the main event was Triple H versus The Undertaker. Semi-main was a number one contenders match between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Oh, my God. He said Triple H and The Undertaker. Uh, what else is on this card? Uh, AJ, I don't think I've watched any match from this show. Now that I'm looking I at have. it, I don't think I've seen anything from this show. Ryan, the real question is, are you waking up at 5 a.m. to watch the show live? 5 a.m.? <laughs> I'm so excited it's on at 5 a.m., and here's why. I get to skip the commercials. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That it's going to be the true. fastest WWE pay-per-view watch <laughs> i ever experienced in my life. I, I've done that bit on the show before of uh, when I watch a WWE pay-per-view, when a commercial, when a mat, as soon as a match ends, I start watching another match on my list yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And by time that match is over, typically it's 10 minutes, another match in WWE has started. So I can watch uh, basically d- get double the, double the quality, double the match quantity. Uh, the quality the- probably is not the word you want to use there. Well, Typically, the matches I'm watching on YouTube are better than this, but, you know, who knows? Um, oh, the other thing that's obviously noticeable is that Grayson Waller is having the Grayson Waller effect. His awesome guests zone, right now, Grayson Waller. His guests right now are Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins. So, you ever see the Roman video where Roman asked Paul, do I have to go there? And he's like, no, he was so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Roman's hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's the genuine feeling he had. I was going to ask that question of, is there any chance Roman and The Rock are showing up on this, this Grayson Waller effect uh, match to hype up whatever tag match whenever they're doing it? Nope. Real... Real swing and a miss there, WWE. It only it would work. It would help hype me up for night one of WrestleMania, I guess. How do you, how do you like Solo Sokoa? How do you like Jay 
Uso. Do you think Solo Sokoa is like 0-23 since winning against Cena? Man, that really works. That's awesome. What? Okay. He's terrible. Here's a thought. People are complaining about four-match cards. All of a sudden, Grayson Waller effect. Who comes out? None other than Nick Aldis, baby. I don't know who gives a shit. It's going to be Austin Theory. Uh, no, whoever the who no who's the uh, raw GM guy? Uh, Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce. He comes out, and he and and Jay Uso, not Jay, Jimmy Uso. It's and no Yeet himself with Solo Sokoa comes out to interrupt Grayson Waller effect. He makes it a match, the fifth match on the card: Cody Rhodes and Seth freaking Rollins versus Seth Rollins No Yeet. Wrestle versus I'm not done. Versus No Yeet. Well, neither can. No yeet or solo Sokoa versus no yeet or solo Sokoa. <laughs> Damn, <That's nasty. laughs> a nice little preview tag where they can just beat these jobbers and and send them packing. <sighs> sure, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to give this show something, man. I'm trying to give these people. I something. would make Cody wrestle. I would. He's the face of the company, but you know whatever. Um. Uh. Yeah, I think we only have one more thing left. I think that's you it. Froze on me. I was like, "Hello." <laughs> uh, I don't think anything else in Elimination Chamber is. Uh, what are we gonna talk about, folks? And it's landed on TNA. Who would have guessed? Who would have guessed, that's a, folks? That's a shame. <laughs> that's, that's I was really, I was really hoping for any other option. Um, TNA folks, let's close up shop here and talk about total TNA. nonstop. Ryan, we'll close out the show today, folks. TNA no surrender is this weekend. I honestly think in any other weekend and uh, any other show, we wouldn't necessarily be talking about this show. The only reason we're really talking about it is because it's the first show without Scott Demore. Obviously, the build to the show has been basically booked by Scott Demore in the sense of like you know there were matches that he uh, uh, you know put on the television, put together. But uh, this is going to be the first show properly booked without Scott Demore. Who's booking it? I don't know. No one knows. The report originally was that Tommy Dreamer was booking this show uh, and was the new head booker of TNA. That's kind of gotten debunked itself by Tommy Dreamer, saying that he is not the new head of creative for TNA. However, um, the belief is basically that because Tommy Dreamer also is charge of talent relations with Gail Kim, that because he also has that hat, um, he basically just kind of has more power than the rest of the creative team. That the belief is that, like, well, he's not head of creative, but he is the guy with the most power and creative. So everyone kind of looks towards him anyways. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe Tommy Dreamer is going to be booking this pay-per-view. So uh, I guess get into it, folks. Um, other than that, other than that, other news before No Surrender, wrestlers sent a letter to Anthem complaining about their uh, the firing of Scott Demore. Um, talking about how we're a family and part of that family is Scott Demore, and you shouldn't get you shouldn't have let him go, Lennon Scott of Anthem. Uh, we understand that you under, we understand that wrestling is a financial product, 
But uh, part of it is that wrestling is different than anything else. And that's not just balance sheets, downloads, and ratings. It's about the people, the characters, and the storylines. And the person that's able to bring that creative vision to life is Scott Damore. So a really favorable uh, uh, letter to Scott Damore without even seeing if these Anthem anthem guys can do better than Scott Damore. Uh, Who knows? Um, But uh, I guess that's the question. Any thoughts before we talk about No Surrender here, Scotty? Any thoughts on Tommy Dreamer or the Anthem letter? It's not looking good. (laughs) Not looking good. No. (laughs) No, I don't think it's looking good at all um, for this goddamn company. Which, you know, some may say for for the No Surrender card as well. Well, let's talk about that card. Main event, TNA World Title Match in a No Surrender Rules Match. I have Moose. no idea what that means. Oh, I'll tell you in a moment. Moose defends that title against Alex Shelley in a rematch. Now, what is a no surrender rules match? I am very excited, obviously. I can't you tell by my voice to tell you, Scotty, that a no surrender rules match. This you this is from TNA's website. Quote, this unique first time ever stipulation will have Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers in the corner of Moose, while Kushida and Kevin Knight will be in Shelley's corner. The match can only end when one of the competitors' designated cornerman throw in the towel. That's right. The only way to lose the no surrender rules match is for a cornerman to surrender on your behalf. Uh, so that is the no surrender rules match. So I'm I'm unclear if it's no DQ as well. But that's all we got, folks. That's all we got for you. No idea what's happening with this main event other matches on this card here knockouts world title match jordan grace versus the x to x whatever thing she's holding giselle shawl knockouts world title match uh a match honestly scotty i think you'd be interested in x division championship match chris saban versus defending this title against mustafa ali yeah sorry so that's a very interesting match uh another match i know you're interested in the best of three series finals for the tna world tag team championships ABC, Ace Austin and Chris Bay versus the Grizzled Young Vets. Oh, so this is just a better show than Hard to Kill. Um, Hold hold that thought because we also have some renewed hostilities between one Josh Alexander and a man that attacked him, Simon Gotch. <sighs> I take it back. <laughs> Would you be sad to know that I know the backstory of this match? Oh, I'm devastated. What time out? The backstory? Yeah, the backstory of this match simply has to do with the back of jo- of uh, of one, I guess, Scott Demore. Ironically enough, that's hilarious. That makes this ten times funnier. Uh, maybe, maybe this is the reason Scott Demore actually got fired. He booked Simon Gotch, and they're like, "Excuse me." So the idea, the backstory of this match is that remember how Josh Alexander signed with TNA or Impact at the time? He signed the contract on the back of Scott Demore. Yes. You know who Josh Alexander beat in that match uh, and then signing a contract of Impact? Who? Simon Gotch. Oh. Oh. This sucks. Monsters Collide. It's PCO versus Khan. Silence speaks for itself. 
If you thought that was great, we can't wait for this one. Knockouts tag title match. Decay defend their titles against the team they want it from, MK Ultra. You know, Ryan, uh, Killer Kelly has a lot of fans. And (laughs) (laughs) yeah, uh huh. She does. That's right. That's right. Do you have any any comment or question about that that you want to make, Scotty? Uh, and the pre-show, I believe the only match announced over the pre-show is actually a match that could be pretty good. Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers versus Kushida and Kevin Knight. Uh, that's at least uh, uh, Kushida and Kevin Knight. I found out recently. Kevin Knight's great. Kevin Knight, apparently, I forget who told me this. Oh, good. I think that's I saw always it. good. Let me, let me look this up before I before I say <laughs> do, you know, this. do you know anything about Kevin Knight? Or am I just I think I read something online uh regarding Kevin Knight, and I want to look this up before I even say anything. Uh because I'm unsure if it's correct. And now I'm freaking out that it's I'm not supposed to say anything. Uh oh I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but it's ten times funnier watching you freak out about it. Do you know if it's? It, I don't. I, I honestly, that's the problem. Is I don't know if it's. I'm not supposed to know it or not. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I, I looked up Kevin Knight and I saw nothing on Twitter. So, uh, no idea. No idea. Honestly, somewhere I can talk about. It, I guess. And we're gonna move on. Well, um, who doesn't love a cliffhanger to end the show? Yeah, right. Safe, You're gonna have to come back next week to never hear about this again. Um, pretty much, pretty much. Um, but yeah, so that's no surrender, folks. Uh, it's gonna be on TNA Plus Trailer TV, um, the sort of their streaming service. Um, you know, hey, look, we say it all the time. The show looks like it stinks. You know, I think Chris Saban and Mustafa Ali <laughs> is gonna be pretty good, <laughs> right? I think that's I think that's fair to say. I think the the Grizzly Young Vets ABC is gonna be very good. The rest of the show is. Not that interesting to me. Um, Stay with your goddamn chest. But look, I will say this. It is TNA Plus, Impact Plus, one of these pay-per-views. And we always come in with low expectations. And these shows are always weirdly better than I expect. So I don't know, man. There's a chance this is a good show. But I think right now I'm looking at a two-star show. And maybe it's a three-star show. And I walk away happy. So who knows? Um, but yeah, you can watch it this Friday, February 23rd, New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, on the real TNA chance this is fine. Yeah, it hinges on the quality of two matches, I think. Um, and you know, I I talked about how jo- the Josh Alexander we get in Will Ospreay matches and how that's a great uh, Josh Alexander. Okay. And no matter what you think about Simon Gotch. Uh, I don't think we are going to get a, a speed and intensity Josh Alexander this match. I think I we'll get, I think we'll get old technical darling of Josh Alexander and who is just sometimes a little too much for me. I was really hoping you hit me with the I don't think he's Will Ospreay. I, I get the impression that Simon Gotch is not Will Ospreay. Uh, no offense, no offense to one Simon Gotch, but uh, I get the impression that that's the case. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't think we'll get speed intensing Josh Alexander uh, from this. 
Um, but you know, it's fine. Where's Alex Anderson? Where's Hammerstone? Is, is he, is he gone? Where's Nick Nemeth? I guess he's in Japan. Is Hammerstone not just not in this company? Where's, uh, where, where are the people that we all had interest in? Uh, they're right this, here in this promotion. Obviously. Where's, where's AJ Francis? At least that's a guy that I can make fun of. He's not even on the show. He's, he's showing up. At, he's, he's showing up in MLW. Where's Ash by Elegance? That's at least a name. That's a talking point. Where's Ash by Elegance? He says. Where's Frankie Kazarian? He just turned heel. You can do him versus Eric Young. That can be on the show. What are you asking for? I'm asking for some sort of more interesting match. Gresham is still on the roster page for TNA, and he hasn't showed up, I think, once. I don't think Gresham works here anymore, does he? He's still on the roster page for TNA. Yeah, but what, what does that mean? That means he's on the roster of TNA. Well, <sighs> I say that. I say that, but you know who else is on the roster page of TNA? Trent Seven. And I don't think he showed up in TNA once yet. Let's keep so, it that way. So, Sue Young is also on the roster page for TNA. And I don't think she's worked at this company in years. So, I don't know what's happening there. Yeah, you're not helping your cause here. <laughs> I'm not helping my cause at all. Mustafa Ali and Nick Nemeth are on the roster page. That's interesting. Um, Anyways, give me I'll I'll take Johnny Swinger. Put Johnny Swinger on this card. Give me something. Give me something that's that's interesting. Johnny Swinger. I, I don't like a good Johnny Swinger on a on a top of a card comedy match. I'm I'm fine with it. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean I'm interested in Jordan Grace, Giselle Shaw. I mean, that's fine. There's three matches I'm really into, and that's pretty much it. And there's a lot of stuff you, that's like, you oh. are like this is like if you, if anyone's listening to this. You can hear Ryan losing hope. Total nonsense, Ryan, please. As these previews go on, you hear the hope being lost. You hear the sadness happening. And I think it's all very fair. Well, ultimately, I'm the voice of our TNA audience. The Uh, voice of the voiceless. The (laughs) TNA audience. (laughs) Oh, God. How many people listen to this show for TNA? Too many? No one? We got a lot of int- we got a lot of interactions in the chat right now, so I think we got some TNA heads. Well, who is it? I think Who's we got some. Total- I think we got. Oh, some it's Nick non- Star. Uh, <laughs> Six Star. Big Big Nick Nemeth is wrestling David Finley in New Japan. That yeah, is what Nick Nemeth is up to. Hello, Six Star. Though that's my that's my good friend. Happy to see you here. We got some total nonstop non total nonstoppers in the chat. <laughs> we got some TNA Chads in the chat. That's a reference. That's crazy. Oh man, uh, I can't believe most of these people join when we're listening to TNA. Get into it Do, now. Here's a good question for you, Scotty. Is it? Will this scar? Let, 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 let hear me out. People talking about how TNA sucks now that Scott Demore uh, gets that gets outed, right? He gets fired. Yeah, Scott Demore was still in charge of TNA. Would this card be any different? Nope. This is his card. This is this is Scott Demore's card, folks. This is everything about this. I told you they fired him once they saw Simon Gotch. <laughs> They're like, "What? What? We told you told us you told us that you can get Osprey. You told us that you can get Okada. <laughs> you said you were going to use the money correctly. You told us you were going to. We gonna oh my god! Money. Ryan took your glasses off. Oh <laughs> shit! You told us you were going to give us get us get us the top name stars. And who did you get? You got freaking Simon Gotch. You got Big Con? Oh, boy. 
You got Ash by Elegans? <laughs> what are we doing? You got AJ Francis? Oh, God. I'm just going to put this on the screen here for you, Scotty. Voice of the Tasteless! Yeah! Yeah! Oh, oh, Ryan, you are finished. <laughs> the Voice of the Tasteless! Oh, my God! That is the major leaguer known as Total Nonstop, Ryan. Oh. And you know what, guys? In two weeks, in two weeks, this guy's going to watch NWA Hard Times. He's about to be in hard times on this show. I am, I am, oh my God, this is incredible. Oh, Six Star, <laughs> you cooked. You couldn't have cooked more if you tried. Oh my God. Money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Is there any update on this, this NWA Hard Times card? By the way, Do you we even have a AEW Freakazoid to this, the voice of the tasteless. God, I can't believe that's the first nickname I've acquired on the show. Yeah. Oh man, the voice of the tasteless. Oh, uh, well, you know, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wear that proud. I'll wear that's that proud. Tough. Who cares? You introduced me as the man, the myth, the legend. Every show, which mm-hmm. thank you. Um, now I have to say the voice of the tasteless Ryan Knightsey when I kick it back to you. There's no announced card for NWA Hard Times. This is card well, show. Hard Times, folks. <laughs> Ryan's in Hard Times right now. The cage match has only listed two workers working the show. <laughs> Number one, Missa Kate. She's a NWA wrestler. Number two, Scotty. Working at NWA Hard Times, AJ Francis, <laughs> the only guy announced for the show. This is guy me. is at TNA. <laughs> Maybe you're just a top dollar enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> we have broke Ryan. It's over. It's over. And when Ryan gets broken, this is what we do. Money. Why is he getting booked anywhere? Oh my god. Not only he's he's not getting booked anywhere, he's getting booked everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) We gotta we gotta wrap it up. This this poor this poor guy's losing his mind. (sighs) <sighs> Scotty, talk about it. Tell the people a little bit. Let's br- let's get into it. Uh, match of the week. Match of the uh, week. Uh, can I just cheat and say the new blood tag? No. no. Technically, no. talk. That? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. It's tough. Uh, the limit break main event. Go Shizaki at Sushi Kato versus Junakiyama and Yuji Nagata. How much of the show did you watch? Did you watch just the main event or? I watched four matches. How was it? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. And, and, you, and this, how would you give the main event? 
they're three and three quarters. Okay, three and three quarters. That and Masato Tanaka versus Yone was good. Um, what about the main event? Do you like? Um, for some reason, Kotoge was really good. Really? Uh, yeah, they kind of made it about him, and they kind of kicked his ass, but he kept fighting back. It was good. Fun match. All right, I'll I'll definitely check that out. Um, and this was on the Noah sort of crossover, not really crossover sort of show thing, but right, this was on Noah. Yes. Do you do um? Okay. Um, my match of the week, I am going to give to uh, none other than um, AEW. Uh, Texas Deathmatch. The weird-ass Texas Deathmatch that happened for no reason. Uh, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Taven. Um, three and three quarters as well. Kind of shocked that it was that good, but then I always am shocked when I recall that Matt Taven's pretty good. Um, you always look wrong. I always look wrong. I, well, it, it's not that I look wrong. It's just like I'm constantly reminded of like, oh, yeah, this guy can go pretty well. Um, it was a really good match. And what really set it over the top, obviously, is that table bump from Matt Taven flying to the outside into that table. Um, just nasty, nasty stuff. And, of course, going face first in some tacks uh, is always also very good. Um, so that is my match of the week. Um, Orange Cassidy versus Matt Taven. Matt Taven, guys, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Gotta say. Gotta I'm watching say. Curb, so I apologize for bringing that into the stratosphere. Completely. I don't think I've watched a single episode of Curb, but I say pretty, pretty, pretty good almost all the time. Curb's very funny. Yeah, I gotta watch that probably. Um, I don't really watch like popular TV shows when they're happening or ever, now they think about it. I have not watched like Mad Men. Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, first, but uh, yeah, you're behind. The Wire, uh, um, uh, Succession. Um, I don't watch any of these prestige TV shows. That's crazy. You just named like half of my favorite shows ever. I know. <laughs> I just named a lot of great shows, and I haven't watched a single episode of any of them. Uh, meanwhile, I'm watching, I don't know, Taskmaster. That's a good show, actually. Um, Check out Taskmaster, folks. It's all on YouTube. 16 seasons. Uh, anyways, uh, that's our matches of the week. Uh, Scotty, plugs. Hit us with some plugs. No. Um, yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Scott E Wrestling on Twitter. You can check out Stardom Road over on the Count Out Podcast Network, of course. Anywhere you get your podcast. We're doing the DDM series as we go along. You listen to the Five Star Joe Show to hear all the uh, all the current things going on in the world of Joshi. I have some writing things I want to do soon, but it's been a long week, so uh haven't started those up. But yeah, that's it. The voice of the tasteless Ryan. I'll kick it over to you. Um, I just recorded a the second episode in the series, The Ballot on the Count Up Patreon. Count up patreon uh, patreon.com forward slash count up pod. The first episode was about Zach Saber Jr.'s Hall of Fame candidacy. The Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame Cancy for Zack Sabre Jr. Um, recorded with Curtis Spears from the Yokata Shorts, Afro, the f- formerly named, currently kind of unnamed sh- podcast, Okada Shorts, um, was that. I recorded the second episode. That will be coming out this Thursday, uh, 222, uh, February 22nd, talking about the Usos. Uh, and I sat down with Suit Williams um, from Voices of Wrestling and The Observer 
um, to talk about the Hall of Fame case for the Usos. And gotta be honest, Scotty, uh, both of us went in being like, I don't really think there's much on the vine here, uh, and walked away being like, this was a way deeper conversation about the Usos than we thought. And honestly, well, you're gonna have to find out. Um, so check out patreon.com forward slash counterpod to hear our and my thoughts and Sue Williams' thoughts on the Hall of Fame case for the Usos. Um, that is it for this week's episode of Ring Post Radio. I have been Ryan Knightsey. Um, that has been Scotty Edwards. Um, here I got some new display names for us. There we go. Um, <laughs> that is it for us here at <laughs> Radio. We'll be back next week for another big time show talking about pretty much everything again. Um, so we'll see you next week, folks. Goodbye, everybody. This has been a count out podcast. Hi guys, this is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your dose of death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the show. <laughs>